Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast episode. I don't even know because, fellas, this podcast has been going on for way too long. I think, you know, maybe we just got to snip it right there. No? No. Absolutely disagree. It's number 84 going strong, Chris. We've got many more in us. I was thinking, if we were still in the 60s, we maybe could have brought it all to an end on 69 and that would have been pretty cool. But I don't know. I think now we have to go to at least 100, right? We have to see triple figures. Or, Or we get to 99 and don't tell oh. anybody that we're stopping and they just stop. How funny would that be? No, I couldn't do that. It would make me feel really weird. I'd be like, Ugh. I'd have to make my own podcast on my own and just upload it to my own channel. <laughs> the Jonesy just Hour. Just uh, me going, this is 100. Oh my I'm goodness. here on my own. I'd still listen. Oh, yeah, I'd or, listen as well. I wouldn't be weird. there, but I'd listen. But yes, <laughs> you are listening to a apparently gaming podcast with me, your host, Chris, and... Uh, some some fine looking fly fellas. How about that? Fine Ooh. fly fellas. Uh, unfortunately, they couldn't make it today, and instead, I've got uh, <laughs> Jamie Jonesy. So there you go. How's it going, oh, fellas? That's a classic. Yeah, yeah, it's going well, thank you, mate. Um, it's actually been an all right gaming week for me, and I've uh, dabbled, dib, dipped my toes into some other uh, cultish behaviour as well. So Good not cultish like cultish. that. Like 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 you know, I don't know what's like. What um, are you talking cult? about? How many uh, goats did you slit the throat of this week, Jamesy? No, not cult. Like, you know, kind of nerdy. I can't did think you, of the word. Did you slit the throat and put the... Did you put the... Do you know what in? it was? I was thinking, like, comic books and weird TV shows, and I was thinking, like, cult classic, and then cult came out, and it got weird. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I, so that's going to be the last time that Jones is going to be on the Super Show. Sorry, guys. Well, he's got a cult to run. He's a busy man, clearly. Exactly. <laughs> the Scientologists are calling. Yeah. Goats to kill, Kool-Aid to drink. There yeah. you go. Oh my Doesn't goodness. Kool-Aid. Well, yes. Uh, listen, if you like what you've heard so far, then you can follow <laughs> us uh, on Twitter at Super Show Pod. We're on Instagram as well, but we never fucking post anything. But hey, give it a shot. Who fucking knows? Worship also- Moloch. Wow. That's- there you go. Okay. There I've you been go. you know what? I've been converted. It's as simple as that. Where <laughs> do I start? <laughs> right. So if you do want to uh continue listening to this particular cult, then you can head on over to Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, anywhere of a good standing where you can get a podcast or a podcast platform of your choice. But make sure it's a good one because if it isn't, Jonesy's going to send Moloch and Moloch's going to like... Do you, want to, you know. do you want to say something kind of, kind of scary? I didn't think this would, had sort of grafted itself into my brain. I've just looked up Moloch because that just name just came to me. It is like the goat demon god from the... From the what the fuck? What Bible... <laughs> Uh, what Bible? The, it's in the Hebrew Bible, the book of Leviticus. <laughs> I, I was going to say the Hebrew Levi- Bible. Levit- 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 Leviticus? Leviticus. I can't say it. Is the oh, Hebrew fine. Bible different to the the Bible that I had to read in school? I yes, don't know. Just, We're outside of my comfort zone. Isn't the Hebrew Bible just the Torah? Yeah, which is the oh the Old Testament, right? So it's the, the Old, oh, no, no, it's, the old Testament. It's not the Torah. Yes, it is. is. Wait, it? so they just they no, just not. stopped reading halfway through? It's like, <laughs> you know what? That that was all good enough. We don't need to hear about this Jesus guy. Yeah, who cares about the I, sequel? Uh, the sequels are never better than the originals. So do you know exactly. what? Let's let's move away from religion. I've I've we might have strayed into day, dangerous Isn't that, territory. That's, wait, that's a joke in the Book of Mormon, though, right? Is that the uh, <laughs> the, the, the 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 Bible is a trilogy, and and the Book of Mormon is Return of the Jedi? That's how they. Uh, oh, that's how they okay, sell it. Yeah, yeah. Right there, you go. Ah, oh, fellas, can I finish doing my segue, please? Well, not sorry, segue, introductions, sorry. because we are available on Paisley Radio. As Jonesy used to say, uh, but has moved on, we are internet radio superstars. I would say we are now jizz stars. 
Jizz stars, jizz stars of the jizz era. The Al Jizz era. The Al Jizz era, there you go. Uh, so yeah, paisleyradio.com. Thursdays, 10 p.m., repeats on Mondays. So you've got, you've got three separate chances to catch this shit going down. Because speaking of going down, we, we are crashing and burning. So please, just, just watch, just listen. Oh. Just support us in either which way. No, Jamie, I am not going to go down on you. Stop asking, okay? This is my Me Too movement, and I'm saying no. You've been cancelled, buddy. You've been cancelled. We, we got told before that Al means the, so didn't Jamie just say the, the era? The, the Jazeera. So wow. isn't it? The, no, because I just said Al Jazeera. You said the Al Jazeera. The Al Jazeera, yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> the, the Jazeera. There's, Sorry, a, there's, a, there's a shopping centre in Athens called uh, Store Mall. So mall isn't like shopping mall, but store yeah. means the in Greek. And when you, when you ask someone in Greek, like where they're going, they're, oh, we're going to the Store Mall. Just like we're going to the, <laughs> oh, the mall. It's, it's a bit ridiculous. Oh, anyway. Yeah, the mall. Oh, fellas, we, the what, mall. what an action-packed week it's been full of so much news that we had a really hard time picking which particular things we were going to talk about like so much happened actually that's complete fabrication a lie not much happened i it's just this kind of like you know it's that post e3 pre gamescom shitty kind of like stuff gets like shown but not shown and blah 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 it's all a bit weird but we do have some news items for you. Now, yes, Nintendo did have their indie showcase, but uh, I don't think we're going to cover that today. Just going just to put that out there. Hey, Axiom Verge, yeah, fucking, what's it called? Shadow dropped. That, like, they dropped it on the same fucking day there. And I said, so there you go. Go play Axiom Verge. And that's it for Nintendo. But you know what else we got? The gift that fucking keeps on giving, fellas. Heroin. That too. <laughs> but uh, this is not... This is not our drug podcast, Jamie. That's for the dark Sorry. web. Yeah, shit. God, Tune into Paisley Radios do- on Tuesdays at 10 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie gives you his lowdown on what he's been taking for the past week. Yeah. Is he on uppers? Is he on downers? God. Tune in to find Patreon. out. Patreon.com forward slash cocaine club. Start subscribing now and help us out. We uh, appreciate every donation. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, cool. But yes, the, the gift that actually keeps on giving is... Kojima and Hassan Karima. Hang on, I'm not going to let you get away with that. Why? Can you really include one of those names in there, legitimately? I'd well, also say that it's the gift that, that doesn't keep on giving, because they keep on not it's giving. It's the gift that stopped giving Wait. this week. No, yeah, but hold on a second, fellas, because if this wasn't the gift that keeps on giving, then we would have nothing to report on for like the third week oh, in a row. Oh, I see. I but see. we're reporting on it not giving, so you see it's, it's like a bit of a weird sort of backwards hey, thing. you know what? A son giveth and Kojima taketh. That's just how it fucking goes sometimes. Uh, but also, a little bit of a... How's this? I'm going to give a little bit of a sneak peek as to what's coming up in our at the end of the show. Our I last piece of news. Because there is some juicy news of a remaster that you're not going to want to miss. So be sure to watch or listen to the entire podcast of fucking... I don't know how fucking long. It's going to be five hours. Spoiler, it's, been- it's, leisure, it's leisure Suit Larry. Getting a remake. Yeah. Oh, God. That would be ridiculous. All right. But anyway, back to the gift that keeps on giving, fellas. Because, yes, Abandoned is in the news again. How fucking ridiculous is this? Now, I, I, I know we can get a little bit, like, tired of this, but it just gets, it, it gets more and more insane. And we've said before that we're only going to continue, like, covering something when there's, like, another perspective that we can kind of, like, talk about and explore, Right. 
Jamie, you're you're a big proponent of this and saying like, why am I going to talk about um, playing the same game week in week out if I don't have anything new to yes. add to it? Right? Yeah, for sure. Whereas I, I am an advocate of just talking about shit again and again, even though like, I have uh, nothing new to add. I, I have played uh, probably about. 400 hours of Warzone since I last talked about Warzone, but at some point, no one needs to know about Warzone. <laughs> you know. Except that it's dying its slow death. Actually, yeah, actually yeah. fuck, I lied, because I talked about Warzone last week, because I talked about it dying. Yeah. <laughs> and you Anti-cheat talked about it this coming. week. So, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about it this week. Well, unless that counts. And if that counts, then fuck, I mean, I can, can I leave the call now? Is it? No. <laughs> Two man uh, podcast? Question mark? Like what? What is the what is the least duration? Do you think we'll be able to get away with and still call ourselves a podcast for that week? Like twenty five minutes? I think forty five. Forty five was the first number that popped into my head as well. Interesting. Half an hour's a TV show. Twenty minutes is like a barely a taster. Forty five, surely. Wow. Okay. Cool. All right. There you go. Anyway, fellas, you want to you want to get jump you want to jump down the rabbit hole with me one more time? Let's let's fucking let's follow Hassan wherever the yellow brick road takes us. Ah, uh, goodbye, yellow brick road. All right. So, yeah, and, and what should have happened is uh, the whole big thing about Blue Box Game Studios and what they were meant to do was you could download this app and it would play the trailer that they've got for you in real time in the engine on your PS5 using your PS5's graphical capabilities. Why they need to do that, anybody's fucking guess. But there you go. Something something a little bit different, and I guess something for news headlines. But that's not, you know, that in itself is not that fucking interesting, is it? What is interesting is the bigger kind of fucking, as we said, rabbit hole that people are fucking spiraling down. And uh, it's fascinating. It's fascinating to watch it from a distance, almost like a, a supernova. So this app was meant to go live. When was it, like? Two days ago, on the the tenth, yeah, yeah, okay. So, uh, at nine p.m. European time. So that never. Can, can I just on on that because I did hear yeah. a thing. I don't know if it was from Hassan or it was from Blue Box, but I did like that they tweeted out saying people are asking us what time it goes live. Uh, it doesn't matter because it goes live on the tenth everywhere. And it was like it's not the tenth everywhere at the same time. How do you, so? You need to specify a time if it's going to go live. Anyway, and you see, you're forgetting Hassan's not a person. He's an entity. So he exists in all time zones simultaneously. Yeah. He, he's, right. a, he's a projection of Hideo Kojima's sperm. Yeah. So. He is the past, he is the present, and he is the future. I see. And I if you actually, if you go on Google it. Translate and do Karaman from Turkish to, uh, I think you have to go from Turkish to French, then back to English, it actually says... The tenth. That's the literal translation of what Caramans <laughs> means. I test, actually it, just, test it out when, if you're listening at home. You won't even need. You won't even need to watch the abandoned trailer when it does go live because it'll just be with us. It'll be inside of us as soon as it's turned on. It doesn't matter where you are. You will wake up. You will, fellas. What's going to happen is you're going to wake up tomorrow after listening to this podcast, okay? And a memory, Inception style, would have been planted in your head that you have watched the trailer, but you haven't watched the trailer. Because the trailer doesn't exist. Because we are all in a simulation. Maybe. Big time, big time. Maybe. Cracked it. A simulation directed by the one and only Hassan Karaman, right? Is that where you're going with it? Is he in control love- of the simulation? Yeah. Hassan Karaman is actually like the real entity and Hideo Kojima is his projection. <laughs> yeah. 
He's Hideo Kojima's a false prophet. Fucking, there's the cult again. Fucking yeah, get you, get Moloch on the line. Exactly. If you worship him, bad things will happen. It's one of the commandments. It was written on the stone. <laughs> Let's be fair though. If there was a cult leader in gaming, I mean, Hideo Kojima is the closest thing, right? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. He can right. easily weaponize his fan base. Yeah. <laughs> Get it. Get it. Is, is there not uh, a bigger one? Is there not like someone else? Maybe no. I guess not. In terms I don't of like, there's anyone a, bigger than a, a person, in terms of, like, you're probably right. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, if Activision decided to start putting subliminal messages in Call of Duty lobbies, you would have a number of people in their early teens who could probably gain access to their parents' firearms and cause a lot of <laughs> havoc. But um, <laughs> Jesus, obviously that that's a company, not an individual. Bobby Kotick. There you go. There you He's go. the real leader. Oh, Bobby. Bobby Kotick. Goodness. Uh, but yeah, fellas, so guess what? Surprise, surprise, this fucking app that would have played the trailer just didn't work. <laughs> so the time came and left. They they kind of tweeted, oh, we've got some delays, some technical issues. Oh, you know, the patch didn't load or whatever. All fucking bullshit, because that's obviously bullshit. Um, but yeah, there was basically, what was it? It was like a little message that said, check back soon. That I mean, that was the message that was That's there. been there for a while, yeah. Because yeah. that's what yeah. Jonesy used for the uh, the thumbnail two weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. And uh, guess what? It's not back. Uh, at least at uh, the point of recording, which is like late at night on Thursday, that, you know, it's still not there, fellas. They did tweet out that, uh, quote, unquote, we are still working to resolve the issue we are facing. We wanted to remind you that we are a small studio without the wide resources to quickly resolve an issue. We want to deliver a highly polished product and a good representation of the game that functions as intended. That was mm. my Hassan voice. I don't know if you enjoyed that or appreciated it at the very least. That's no? good. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Wasn't uh, it after? Was it after last week's show that we found out as well that the interview that Hassan had done with is it Al? I'm getting confused now. Is it Al, Al Hub had done a podcast? Hub, yeah, and uh, they he'd asked them to pull the interview. No, that was that was that was the same night that all this was happening. That was the yeah. evening of the tenth. Oh, that was the tenth. Um, yeah. Which I want. Which I mean, I guess is because he talked about. I, you have to assume, right? If it's all above board, that is because he talked about stuff that was actually going to be in the trailer. Assuming people would have already seen it, but the point at which the podcast came out, and then because didn't want to spoil it, I guess. Well, but, um, yeah, but it's but all a bit weird. But what's the point of that? Even like you, you've just fucking delayed your thing. Like so, who cares? Why'd you have to pull a fucking podcast interview? Well, because if you give away, if you like talk about it, and there are technically like spoilers for the trailer that you don't want people to find, don't want people to know, then I could see why you'd pull that. But that interview. Went out, didn't it? No, I don't think it did. I think they pulled it before it went live. I don't that know. Was, I couldn't. I'd have to yeah, double check. I, let I me know. let me double check on the fly while we're, while we're chatting about right, this. I, I, I thought they said that they pulled it before it went live. I'm not Alex sure. Alex Jones, our own. Oh shit! Hold on a second. Yeah, I've I've just fucking made a crazy connection. I am going to check something now. This is ridiculous. <laughs> am I going to be the only person that's not fact checking? Yes, just speak speak some words, okay? Okay. Um. Uh. So, base. Did you hear about the? Uh, oh no. Okay. Uh, yeah. You. You don't have to worry anymore. I was man. wrong. <laughs> okay. I interrupted you. I'm sorry. Do you want to finish your thought? I was less of a thought and more of a joke, and I can't really remember <laughs> it. I was gonna kind of. It wasn't um, one that I was making up as I was going along. I'm not gonna go that far. I'm okay. pulling from something, but I just can't really remember how to say it. You know when you can't remember how words should sound out loud when structured in a certain order. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those where I remember all the components of the joke. 
Um, but I don't remember how to say it. I don't remember how to speak it in the English language. <laughs> Not okay. sure my tongue would allow. Wow. I well, mean, jo- Jonesy's still got his head in the swivel. I, c- I could give it a go. Sure. In fact, no, I'm not going to give it a go. I'm not going to give it a go. Hey, listen, we're back, baby. We're back, okay? No, I just I just thought that Jonesy is doing his own little April O'Neil fucking TMNT reporting. Yes. I mean, coming to you live from fucking Turtle City. He's really struggling as well. That's what I, I'm yeah, about. Yeah, I am. It. I'm re- I'm struggling to find this this thing. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, I mean, it's no fucking surprise. But what what is interesting is that there was Oh god, it's just so fucking ridiculous. On the same time that this this happened, Kojima was tweeting images of a little like vinyl toy that I guess he'd been sent. Uh looked almost like sack boyesque, but it had his zip on his where his mouth is. Mm. Is it saying like, oh, he's not gonna tell that the fucking app doesn't work? Or are people just fucking drawing parallels where there are no fucking parallels? It goes it goes Yeah. Is it just a Kojima sack boy? Because sack boy does have a zipper on his mouth, you know? Exactly right. Well, you know, Ooh. who knows? Who knows? But then it gets a little bit sneakier, fellas. So the app is still not working at the time of this recording. But what has happened is the anniversary of PT, the playable teaser to Silent Hills, which all of this is supposedly mixed into. Now, you would think that if it was a PT esque kind of thing, that they would have just released it today on the anniversary. It's like, oh, look, you know, there's the fucking parallel. But it doesn't seem to be the case. Further than that, Hideo Kojima, at at the time of recording, so today, he shared an image of a book that he's been reading. But the title has caught people's eyes because it's called Murder in an Abandoned Amusement Park by, you know, a Japanese author. And on the cover of this book is an animatronic pink bunny that looks like Robbie the bunny, whatever it's fucking called, from Silent Hills 2. So it is is it a real thing? Are they all just kind of like having fun with it, quote unquote? Are people trying to capitalize off of the internet's kind of stupid obsession with this? And I, I'm grouping myself in that stupid obsession obsession because I I keep on covering it. Or and it's the the feeling that I've started to come around to, has it gone too far? Are people now just getting stupidly irresponsible with all of this? Like, it it paints a bad picture, right? So, I I think less so from Blue Box because if they are independent, they're just kind of like doing all they can to kind of promote their game, which is by all intents an indie game. Mm-hmm. If it's Kojima, then like, why are they having such technical issues with the app? Because you'd, you'd imagine that there is some serious brain power behind there to kind of get this shit working. But the thing that I'm maybe more disappointed in is Sony's silence on this whole thing in a weird way. Like, it just kind of feels that, like, all of this is like a circus. And because they're getting into this, like, app territory where it's like, hey, we're releasing this app. And this app is like, it's a Sony fucking thing on your PlayStation. And Sony are just still being very quiet about it. It just seems yeah, all a little bit irresponsible. I think the only thing that can happen at the end of this is people are going to be hurt by it. I don't know. I mean, you you posed a lot of questions and thoughts there in the <laughs> the last five minutes. Uh, so I don't a hundred percent know where to start. But like, I I don't picking up on that last thread. I yeah. don't know if I agree with you. 
Yeah. Um, in kind kind of like, um, I, I'm I not don't, saying I don't that see, like I don't, Sony I don't needs see to how say, Sony like, have it's any one or the other way. All of this. Yeah, like I don't see how it, any of this is any of their responsibility. They create the the you know the platform, so to speak, but like. I don't see how any of this has come into the territory where they might need to marshal or police it in a way that they wouldn't ordinarily do. And ultimately, without sounding too harsh, Mm -hmm. I think anyone that kind of feels like they are getting to the point where they are being, I forget the the words you use, but anyone who feels like they're actually being bothered or harmed by any of this, it's like, pull the plug on yourself, you know, like get out. (laughs) Like, who cares? It's a fucking video game. I'm not saying more from the fans' perspective. I'm saying from like the people working on this, like, if you cast your mind back to, funnily enough, the 50th anniversary of No Man's Sky, yeah, like all the buildup hit a fever pitch, and that was an indie game studio, and it kind of blew up in their faces at the time. They've obviously come right with it, but people got hurt from that from the developer side. So if it is yeah. Blue Box just being an indie kind of thing, and they have gone on the record stating that all of this coverage, quote unquote coverage, from saying oh, is it a Hideo Kojima game, has negatively impacted the development of the game. Like, yeah, but even it, with it, the No Man's Sky comparison, like people would look at that and say that, okay, yeah, it, it, most people, most rational people like us, ended yeah. up feeling sorry for people like Sean Murray and Hello Games because like, that volume of abuse, and especially when it gets to death threats and all that kind of shit, yeah, yeah. is like no one's ever going to condone that. But on the flip side, if there's a moral or if there's a lesson you learn from the Hello Games and No Man's Sky situation is um, if you get to the point where you have to go onto national television in the US to talk about your upcoming video game, try not to lie about what it is. That's you know that's a pretty good fundamental lesson lesson learned there. And don't get me wrong, I had the utmost sympathy for Sean Murray. I think he's a good dude, and I'm glad it's uh, ended up being a redemption story. But I don't know if Hassan is telling porky pies or if Hassan is like <laughs> intentionally misleading people then, you know, history's already told you what's going to happen to you and how you're going to be vilified. I'm not saying it's fair, but, you know, yeah, do I um, need to I, do the vast quote? Ju- <laughs> um, I'd, so I found the thing that Alhab said, but it's not that exciting. It just says, uh, Hassan Karaman's <laughs> interview was removed from our website at the request from the developer. So it, was, um, it doesn't actually say if it was part of the podcast, just said it was in terms of it written as well. But oh. I, I kind of agree with Jamie, though. I don't think Sony have really got, I don't think they necessarily have anything to do rather than sit back and let um, a studio do their shit. Like, like they, they give them access to like put the app up and stuff. And but they're not, a, it's not like a first party game. It's not like a big studio that they're going to, anything's going to come back to them. I don't see why they should jump in front of it and try and sort it out. Maybe I'm not explaining myself. Well, if I, correctly. I mean, cause I think also it's like, and Chris, I don't know if this helps yeah. or hurts, but like, yeah. If you reframed it as a question of like, what should Sony be doing differently? Does that help well, um, pinpoint where they might be going wrong in your sort of estimation? Yeah, may- maybe. Like the, the the point is like, a company could say that they are this or that and and be playing this kind of like um, uh, ARG thing, whatever you want to call it. But as soon as you start getting, and I, I, okay, I I know I'm not explaining it right, but. I probably won't be able to explain it right, but I'll try. As soon as you start saying like, oh, here's this app that you're going to get through the fucking Sony store and it's going to be a timed thing and it's the first time it's ever happened 
because it's the first time it's ever happened, surely they've been in contact with Sony and surely Sony is greenlit it. But then it's meant to come on this big day of launch and loads of people are trying to like have a look at this thing because they would have known how many people have downloaded it from the store and how many people are waiting for the update. And then it kind of blows up in their faces. So it's almost like egg on the face of Sony that like they allowed this to happen, but it, it's it's like... It's like it's one getting, of those. Is, yeah, it, it's, it's it's like a bad press kind of thing, but it's like. See, I don't think it is, but I think it, I think it's interesting because almost like so. So you think it is Kojima, right? Uh, you still think it's Kojima, hundred percent. So this is the thing. I think if you think it is Kojima, and it's Sony, obviously would be talking to Kojima. Then it would be Kojima um, through whatever means, kind of tricking people and double crossing. So you're saying Kojima was sat with Sony was sat in that in a, like a board meeting with fucking the board of Sony going. <laughs> we'll release an app and tell them that the trailer releases on a certain day. But when they go there, nothing happens. No, no. I, I even, even if it's supposed to, and there was genuine technical difficulties, but it was Kojima, then I think it's a different thing, right? Cause then it's Sony working with the, probably the wo- most well-known dev who is, who can um, make millions of people buy games through just a mention of a title sort of thing. So Sony would be there paying very close attention. But if it isn't you, you that, see what you've done if now. It is at, but if it is actually just a small team and it's Hassan Karaman, Sony probably don't even care. It's probably not even on their radar. They're like, we've got this trailer of a little app that people can download. And Sony are like, yeah, sounds cool, mate. Like, no one's going to be that bothered. It's new tech. Like, whatever. Roger from New Tech is dealing with it. Like, the bigwigs at Sony probably haven't even heard about this. We're in this bubble of people thinking yeah. about it and talking about these conspiracy theories but sony probably it's not probably not even on most of their radars and they don't really give a shit because it yeah. isn't kojima and it's and not al- konami and it's nothing interesting and also like again i'd have to go back and read sort of like the blog posts and things like that but i feel like a lot of the world first real-time experience kind of rhetoric has been driven by blue box themselves yeah they're, in sony's eyes they're releasing a game they're just calling it a real-time trailer experience you know, yeah. Sony don't. Sony aren't like creating a new category in the store for them. Yeah, um, so it's but then, like, but then it's again, almost like what, when PT launched, right? Right. It's, yeah, it's like look what he did there. In this, but but PT was launched by Konami, <laughs> like a hook line and <laughs> No, I don't. Sorry, no, I don't understand what that has to do with what I said. No, because he's just throwing out PT. He's like, oh, it's like PT launch, right? <laughs> it's just getting another little bit of bait on the hook. It's what not in, like PT. What in terms of like developers classifying their experience, like trying to make their product sound like something like more of an experience than it actually is. Like they're yeah. not no, no. a playable teaser when it's just a demo. <laughs> yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. But also, it's but also PT obviously is Kojima. So it's but it's and this isn't. I think he's just he was playing. Yeah. He's playing with the well, audience. One one interesting note though on the idea of like, do Sony even know this is happening? Um, on the night, Shu Yoshida did uh, share a screenshot of his PlayStation. Uh, and he was, for some reason, looking at the store page for mm. Abandoned, and he hadn't downloaded the real-time experience app. So how he was planning on taking part, I don't know. But also, Chris, the noise you just made, hmm, was the only caption that went along with uh, the post. <laughs> Ju Yoshida just tweeted, hmm, with the Abandoned store page. So Yeah, you see? So, so it's almost like you're saying, oh, Sony isn't getting involved, but... <laughs> Someone at Sony knows about it. They're they're along for the ride. They're complicit. It's, it's, so we were talking before the pod about the fact that if they if 
the the fact that they know how the uh, blue box sorry know how like the system works they've they've got everyone to install a lot of people to install this app they're doing updates so they know how this works so because i think jamie was saying that do we believe the technical difficulties line but to mm. me you could read that and you could say look they keep updating it they keep changing things they keep doing this this is all a game they know what they're doing but to me if i think about us and being editors and working on youtube stuff and uploading content to the web the time which you upload multiple variations of things and you keep doing it and you haven't set it live yet, it's because you keep getting it frigging wrong. It's not because you know what you're doing and it's carefully sculpted yeah, and you do one update. Like, they keep doing patches because they can't make the get, thing work. A, 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 a game like that, especially an offline game that doesn't require a server connection, isn't something where like you push the go button at, mi- at like the at whatever it was, 9pm on the 10th, and then go, oopsie-daisy, doesn't work. Games don't work like that. 150 gigabyte games don't work like that. Like, you know 24 hours earlier what's going on. You know the state of the game. You know the, what the latest build that you've uploaded to Sony is. You know whether or not it passed certification, especially if you've patched it multiple times during the week. I don't believe for a second that a, like a, a how, how big was the download, Jonesy? Oh, God, I can't actually even remember. Small, uh, uh, less was than it like 10, 150 meg or something? Was it really small? Megabytes. Was it like... I don't believe for a I second that any piece of software that's as small as this thing in all likelihood <laughs> is, like, that they can get to the point where the thing's meant to come out, where some playable teaser, no, not even playable, some real-time experience trailer is about to come out, and you're like, oops, doesn't work, and you still haven't figured it out 48 hours later? I don't believe you. I've seen the, but like I do you're, if you're hiding. Small, you're running and hiding. No, fuck, I do. Fuck small I do. Studio. If it's no, a small care. studio, you the, upload is the it Josie? Let keep, me think. <laughs> is it finished? Is the real time experience ready? In your opinion, behind the scenes? Oh, so I'm t- I'm torn. I don't know either. They've, either the thing is that they've got <laughs> that it is. So these are my two theories at the moment. They're a small studio who haven't managed to get it working. They were trying to get it done for the date, and they just didn't say that it wasn't ready. That's not a technical before. difficulty then, so that's a lie. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yes. Oh, no, no. So I don't believe the technical difficulty line. So I believe that they they hadn't got it ready. So it was like they – it was because we said it's almost like a demo, right? It's not like a trailer where they've got a video. It's like they actually have to upload it. And it's yes. almost like a game that you – that you watch it play through on your PlayStation. So let's say that they don't have it ready. They knew it wasn't ready, but they were like, we can get it done in time. And they just didn't. So the technical difficulties thing is kind of a weird way to say, we haven't managed to get the bugs out. We haven't can fixed I, it. We haven't got it ready. Can I, can I put a, a, a pop that balloon for you, Jonesy? Yeah. <laughs> because a few hours before it was meant to go live, Blue Box Game Studios tweeted, are you ready? With a snippet of the trailer, what I don't see why that pops the balloon. If anything, no, it, it, you, you, it means you, you don't you don't you don't tee up a, a tweet to go up live an hour before the app is meant to go live, saying, "Are you ready?" Like, yeah, but no, but Jones is willing to acknowledge that the technical difficulties thing is a lie. He just thinks it's a different kind of lie, which means Jonesy, I presume, in in one of your theories, for example. It means you believe that the tweet that Chris is talking about is also a lie, that they knowingly misled people with that are you ready tweet because you think the whole experience wasn't even ready yet. I don't, to, to say a, a lie, I think, is I'm going to say maybe no, no, knowingly misled. Knowingly, no, because no. even knowingly misled. Knowingly misled PPI. I think maybe what happened was they, there was a case <laughs> whereby they were going, we can get it done, we can get it done. And then they were like, oh, my God, we're not going to be able to get this done. And then they you, did you, it. But why would you send out a done. tweet if you, you just tweet, like, where, yeah. Then you tweet multiple times in the hours following and then go yeah. Radio Science for 48 hours and you yeah, were nearly you, done? That is that is questionable, which leads me to theory number two, which I think is more likely, 
is that they pulled it on purpose because they wanted to because they knew as soon as that the trailer goes live and it is just an indie game by a small studio and it's friggin' obvious that that's what it is and it's not related to Konami to Kojima to anything the the train comes off the tracks and yeah. it then is just a game and so they made a calculated decision calculated decision to say um let's keep this train going a little bit longer that's and actually that's actually basically my theory as well right like, that's what I think actually I'm, I may be, Yeah, I'm maybe using slightly stronger language like lying when it comes to the technical <laughs> difficulty side of things. But I think you and me are in agreement that like... But then that would be, then I would completely agree with you that it is an outright lie because yeah. they knew they weren't going to launch it. I, I, the I tweet was bollocks and then they pulled it. I don't think anything was meant to happen on the 10th. Now, I'm, I, I, oh, I know, really? I, I know that's me now delving into a different kind of conspiracy theory. We've gone from Kojima and Konami and Silent <laughs> Hill's conspiracies to now just like almost anti-Hassan, anti-Blue Box like con artist conspiracies, but that's, I, I, I find it, I find it easier to believe these are people who ended up in a situation that they don't know how to get out of. And so are still fumbling their way through this whole thing than I have, than I find it to believe um, that like Kojima, for example, is in any way involved. Liking it to stuff that I'm used to though, the amount of times having worked for, and looking back now, right? So as a little bit behind the curtain, working for like all time tens, the amount of times we put out videos that were like, we were like, they were going to go out at this time. There was a time they were supposed to go out. This is probably going back a few years, to be fair. Bang, they're going to go out at, um, on a Friday at 5 p.m. Yeah. And then you'd be like, is it going to be done? And then people are like, yeah, yeah, it's going to be done. And then other people are going, okay, yeah, it's, gonna, it's great. Don't worry about it. It's going to be done. And then other people are going like, shit, there's no way this is getting done. And then you're sort of like, you get to 5.30 and they're like, it's half an hour late. Is it done? You're like, yeah, yeah, give me 10 minutes. And then two hours later, you're still doing it. Like it feels more like that. So when I say but, lie, but, I don't think lie yeah, but hold is on, accurate. Because, because that, I think it a could bit, just be that. That's a bit skewed, right? Because you talk about something like all-time tens, where you start to build up a reputation for having to re- release multiple videos in multiple days at the same time and stick to a schedule, etc. Whereas mm. this is the first thing that they've done. So they've had this self-imposed thing. Every games like, company does this every time they have a launch and they all push their games and they're massive billion dollar companies and they yeah, can't but, even no, get no, it right. No, but, no, but Chris is right. Like, we're, Look we're at all, Cyberpunk. Like, yeah, but, yeah, but Cyberpunk was from the developers of The Witcher 3. Abandoned is from the people who use bought assets and <laughs> like stolen assets to release the one trailer that got them attention to begin with. But that's because they're, they're a small, tiny company. Like oh, To them, nah, I think it's just... That. As, like, no, like, it doesn't take... Like, if you have what they say they have, then... You could do something about it. I don't. I Wait, don't buy. What do you mean? What do you mean by what they if they have what they have? You can. You, hey, here's a rap. A, 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 like a radical idea. If you've got a real time experience that runs at 4K at 60 frames a second with lifelike visuals, and you're looking for a way to appease your fan base and apologize for missing the expected launch date of your real time experience, share a screenshot. <laughs> but this I'm, comes no, from, I'm no marketing or PR guy, but, <laughs> but this comes from a company who lo- who made content for the PlayStation Four. Um, and they tried to do a 4K game, 60 frames a second, no. using 8K textures. 8K, exactly. Yeah. Why are we so surprised? That backs, up, that's up, backs up Chris's point. Like, we sh- these guys have no rope left because there was no rope to begin with. <laughs> they burnt the rope when they abandoned an Indiegogo when it only made $17,000 out of $50 million. Like... <laughs> That's why I think I'm far more. I I think I'm leaning now. To, I think I'm leaning towards they did it on purpose to keep the train going. But there is a part of me which is like they just don't really know what they're doing, and they keep like going, "Yeah, we can do it," and then it's like, "No, you can't." And we're like, "We can't do it," and I kind of, 
Maybe I'm stupid, but that kind of fits with me with the idea of tweeting out two hours before when it blatantly wasn't going to get done. Like that I, they were going to still do it. And yeah. do you know what I mean? That yeah. kind of weird startup mentality. Of, I, I, st- like, I still bullshit. feel like there might be some like weird crossover though between the hypothesis you just suggested and the idea that I think there are people, I don't even, I'm not going to say Hassan himself necessarily, but I think there are people associated with this project that are thinking to themselves now, how do we get out without... How do we sneak out of this house in the middle of the night? You know, right? I, see, I think yeah, there are maybe. people who are metaphorically taking the sheets can, off the bed and tying knots in them to can climb I, can out I, the window. Can I tell you how you do it? How do you do it? You just stop. I mean, you they just haven't stop. Tweet, they haven't tweeted all today, so yeah, okay. But hold on, you you know that you, if you're on a train that's about to go through a fucking brick wall, you can see the brick wall approaching. All right, you. And you can, you can. Some people you, can't, mate. Yeah, you, Some you people can, can't. You can pull the brakes at any time, Jonesy. Instead, you fucking go through that brick wall, and then you wait until you see the next <laughs> one, which you're like bloodied and bruised. Like, but, but that's like. They, what they if could, it's a, but, sorry, yeah. Chris. I, they could have stopped at any time. They could have stopped at any time. And if there was someone there who kind of really thought like this train is fucking going absolutely wild, fucking pump the brakes. It's that simple. But what if we work in some of what Jonesy was saying and like, what if it could be a combination of what all three of us are saying so that Blue Box Studios see the brick wall, think, oh no, there's a brick wall. Then we go to Jonesy's idea where they go, actually, if we go fast enough, we could probably go through it anyway. So they, <laughs> I so like they, it. So they start going faster. They've just gone through the brick wall and then you come to my idea where you go like, actually, there's more brick walls on the other side of the brick wall. <laughs> we probably need to get off this train. <laughs> The irony here is that you, I, I don't know if the if the um, the audience is big enough because I talked about this before where we're saying like the, the marketing and the media and content around games can almost be a money maker in and of itself. And, and was, you guys I think, yeah. pointed out fair enough that the amount of money you're going to make from something like um, uh, Fortnite content is never going is going to pale in significance the amount of money they make through the game itself. But with a company, if it is a small company like Blue Box. If they played this right, they could make so much more money through the media attached to their game. Oh, yeah, totally. Than they I mean, ever could from the games, from the game sales, if yeah. they played it right. But it, it, yeah, it, cost, it costs nothing to put out a tweet saying we're not Kojima, and here's a thing that links us to Kojima. You know, like or, or to say like we apologize for the delay in the real time experience. We understand that fans have been really wanting to to get their hands on something abandoned related. We hope that this. Will uh, will kind of make up for things in the meantime, and it's a link to store.blueboxgames.com where you can buy your abandoned t-shirts and baseball caps right now. Yeah, pre-order now. It's yeah. special edition. Can we can we make a prediction about what next stupid thing will Blue Box do to try and link themselves back to Kojima and then say it wasn't on purpose? I'm going to say I think you just heard it, Jamie. They're going to put out a link which somehow half links back to Kojima Productions store page, so people think that it's like. Part of that, they're going to do some weird thing where they link through to Kojima Productions somehow to keep it ticking. I, okay. I think that's what they do. I, I think the very next—I'll be honest with you—I think the very next thing that actually happens from them is going to be the reveal, one way or another, of whether it oh, okay. is Kojima or whether it's just their own thing. Because it—it's it, it, like you guys said, like you—you you fucking burst through the first fucking wall. Like at some point, there needs to be a, a closure here because. I do feel that from the point when your most publicized thing fails, it can only get worse. Like yes, they've, right. they've, they've crossed over that chasm, right? And it's like, there's nothing, there's, there's no good stuff from here on out unless mm. you fucking deliver. 
Yeah. And that's that's what I think. But, I, I, yeah. I was saying to you guys before we started recording that I, I think that if anyone was smart enough to run this whole thing as some sort of PR or publicity or marketing sort of campaign, if this was actually being orchestrated by some higher power, they would also have been smart enough to know that the 10th realistically was your time to pull out of the stops and show what you've, and like start making something that resembled a product or start promoting something that resembled a product. I think at this stage, it's now gone into the territory of this is only, this could only come from the hands of people who don't know what they're doing anymore or aren't capable of doing what they thought they were doing anymore. Yeah. Um, and that's why, yeah, this goes one or two ways. I think the smart move for them is to kind of, you know, keep moving the goalposts goal until they literally uh, disappear into obscurity and everyone goes, <laughs> oh, yeah, abandoned. That right. yeah. Nothing ever happened. Vaporware. They they do what I think a lot of people think they probably will do, which is that they have a very average, you know, low-budget, small-team developed indie game that maybe eventually sees the light of day. I don't know. It's, it makes me sad in a way because so after E3, well, I don't know if other people do. I'm, well, I'm sure other people do as well, but there was a game. I can't remember the, the game with the trailer for. We've already talked about it on the pod, but um, it looked like The Last Night. And that oh, made right, me yeah. suddenly go, oh shit, whatever happened to The Last Night? That yeah. game looked incredible and I really wanted to sort of have a go at that. So I joined the Discord server that they had because they, they have one where they, they sort of keep people up to date with it and the devs are on there and stuff and they chat about the game. Replaced. Replaced was the new one, yeah. Um, but actually what I sort of then, I fell down a rabbit hole and it sort of revealed to me was the trailer for The Last Night was not the trailer for The Last Night at all. It was a mock-up of what they yeah. imagined the game would eventually look like. It was a vertical slice, not even of gameplay, of, of in-engine stuff. It was just, this is the art we've got. This is how it's going to look. This is what we want it to feel like. And now they even say, oh, the game's moved on from that. Because not, it's not even getting published by, I think it was like Raw Fury and stuff, but it's, it's not anymore. Um, and it's kind of changed. They've said it will come out. They're still working on it. They've got you know monetary issues and stuff. And it makes me just think like there's so much more going on with studios, especially small studios, and trying to get their games out and trying to release them. And it's so much messier than I ever realized mm-hmm. it was. Even when you get to the stage when you're a trailer at E3, you know, on a, on a quite a big stage being shown to the world. And I think this is part of the problem that these guys have had is, They've had too much exposure, and it's all just now gone. Yeah, so maybe. I think, yeah. I think Jamie might be right that they just they just fade into yeah. they they are they abandon us and they fade into the background. That is what some people something. said in the subreddit was like this yeah. was the whole point. We've been abandoned. That's 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 the game. Which you could say is a very Kojima thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> what if this was all just Hassan's job application? Well, like, what if this ends and the real time experience is just Hassan saying, "Mr. Kojima, hire me." Yeah, it's a CV. yeah, like it the most elaborate up. CV ever ever yeah. created. I'd love it if that was that the case. would be that, amazing. That would be like kind of you know yeah. ret- retribution for all of it. The, uh, the thing okay. is, yeah. if they know, can I just one if they ne- if it does just disappear now and it never comes out, the app disappears off the store. Uh, that Hassan deletes his Twitter. Blue Box disappear. There will be lists on listicle channels on YouTube in ten years' time talking about. Blue Box Games, Abandoned, and how it was linked to Kojima, and it could well be Kojima, and it was a yeah. thing that never came out. Yeah. So that will that will seal its place in infamy if they do that. I agree. I agree. Yeah, but what's the benefit, fellas? There isn't, but it's one of those things that you can you can yeah. never disprove yeah. what people yeah. think when they when they get so far down yeah. a rabbit hole of a conspiracy theory of a like a whatever. Can we? I, I, a way to kind of put a bow on all of this is maybe just to get updated theories from you guys what you what you actually believe is going on 
because it, it is a lot. I, I think I can guess, and I think listeners can probably guess, but let, let's just wrap it up in that way, right? So I'm, I'm still very much on board the Kojima way, I think. I, I mean, Kojima's a playful guy, and most certainly it could have nothing to do with Kojima, and he could still theoretically think, oh, well, the internet thinks I'm part of it, so I'll, I'll just fucking have fun with it because I'm Kojima. And it's like, okay, that, that's fair enough. But I do very much still think it's fucking Kojima. Uh, um, let's let's go on, Jonesy. What what do you say? I've got to give it to uh, shout out and um, quote uh, P. A. Felton, who uh, in all of our videos recently we've talked about this just says it's not Kojima. <laughs> Every time someone says it's Kojima, it's not Kojima. It's 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 a small company that are that have got in a bit of a pickle. <laughs> yeah, but, and but Jonesy, if you if you look at P. A. Felton's uh, profile picture, it's actually a stock image that Kojima himself bought off of you know, uh, Getty. So, so that know, is Kojima. How, how far down the, the rabbit hole do you want to go? Kojima saying it's not Kojima because it actually is Kojima. No, no offense, Pierre. You're, you're a real person. Fair enough. <laughs> so it's Kojima or is he? Or is he? He's a Hassan Karaman's projection. Uh, yeah. So, so, sorry. <laughs> so you, you, no, so you, it's, it's not, uh, there's no way it's Kojima. It's, okay. But it's, if it's not Kojima, this, it's not Kojima. It's not Konami. It's just Hassan Karaman. It is Blue is a blue box game studios. So you making a little game. So you that. think it is the world's most. It, what's the word? You, you think that it's just basically a bunch of prolifically inept indie developers who no, are way no, no, over not, their heads. Not inept at all. I, th- I think it's just indie developers. And usually the, when these things happen with indie developers, we don't see it because we don't talk about it. But because this time it's it's in the it's in the daylight, everyone's looking at everything that happens. We're all reading into in every little thing, but normally that doesn't happen. Like they don't get any of it. And that like think of all the documentaries you've watched about indie game developers and how insane those production processes are and what goes on with those. Because a lot of them are nutters as well. Yeah. Like because otherwise you have to be to be an indie game dev in a lot of ways. Yeah. What was it? In, your, indie game the movie. Yeah. To, to get your yeah. your thing realized, you have to be like crazy into it and trying to get it made because it's a it's a labor of love yeah. and it's time commitment everything and some stuff that goes on is is kind of men, like kind of crazy but we'd never see it until after the fact and so i think this is just that before the fact mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you big man jam jam yeah jim no, jam I, bigelow i agree with jonesy i think there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that this is in no way kojima i think this is a an independent developer making a uh, small-scale horror project who stumbles into comparisons to Hideo Kojima and the works of Konami and the Silent Hill franchises, franchise, excuse me, realizes that it's good publicity, leads into it harder. Um, some of that is rewarded with more publicity. The other part of it is punished with people taking it and running with it much further than the original people could have ever imagined. And I think now they're just caught at that crossroads of like, you know, ditch it all and try and find the easiest way out or release this project come what may um and you know the the other thing that we haven't really mentioned yet in in terms of like how big this is how important this is whether or not sony should care whether or not it has an impact on sales blah 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 blah, blah. like the communities around this game and we've been into it in this podcast but the communities around this game are small you know when you're t- whether you're talking about yeah. hassan's twitter account or whether you're talking about the blue box conspiracy subreddit you're talking about single-digit thousands of people. Um, Hideo Kojima games sell millions of units 
regardless of how he publicizes them. If this were a marketing exercise for the next big AAA Hideo Kojima game, it would in some respects be a weird failure by some of those metrics. That's, that's um, a good point. That's a really good point. Yeah. So I, I just don't see it being real. Um, I'm sorry, no, that's not bad. That's poor phrasing. I don't see it being connected to Kojima. Um, but I am damn curious to know how the story ends. That's that's one thing that's but absolutely think, for sure. The thing that kills me is I think there's a very high possibility that it just never ends. It fizzles and it just disappears, but we'll never get the closure that... True. Well, I yeah. don't think you guys care about the closure, but I certainly do because it's fucking. I do, I do care, but then I, I, I'm so a bit. It becomes apparent every time we talk about it how much we are into the little circle jerk of <laughs> of online sort of people that talk. We talk about shit that most people don't care about because slow news weeks, and you're like, this is this is interesting. Should we talk about this? And then, like you said, it's a few, it's a couple of thousand people that actually care, yeah. and we blow it up into like a big story and then it's all just the other podcasts listening to other podcasts about the same story and it just blows it up when most people don't give yeah. a shit. Well, here, here's the madness of all of it is we're covering it because we don't really have much else to cover. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. And it's fun to talk about. It's fun to speculate. I love a good conspiracy theory. It's fun to like speculate and talk about. And Oh, I, I, I love guess. delving down the rabbit hole and uh, I, I like kind of like chatting to you guys about going down the rabbit hole because sometimes like, you guys kind of play it cool on, on the podcast from time to time, but you, you get down that slide from time to time with me. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. But like, I, I, was I never, going back I never to, do. Going go back to our first conversation about it, I was probably, I was like teetering on the edge of it. I would like one foot half down the rabbit hole probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, think, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, like you guys were saying stuff and then I stayed up to like four in the morning just like reading Reddit and looking at threads and watching videos and it was like, yeah. how have you done this to me again? Definitely. I, I, I complained that to you guys about the other night. Like, they've done it to me again. Because I was, you know, refreshing things live on the night of the 10th. Thinking, like, why is this happening? Why have Al Hub tweeted that? No, why hold on. has hold on, the hold Blue on, Box website done this? Hold on. Can we get into it? Because I obviously Can don't have... Can we get have, into it? Well, just very quickly. I, had, I obviously don't have a PS5. You guys do. And I was like, hey, guys, this is going to go live. Oh, right. I know that you please, guys do. Please let me know what happens. And and Jonesy, you said, oh yeah, you know, I'm. I think you said I'm going to be at the gym or something, but I'll check it out when I get back. And then Jamie says, not interested, not not, not going to even bother checking it out. And then not even an hour later, Jamie's like, what the fuck is going on? This is happening. This is happening. This is happening. I'm like, yep, they got him. <laughs> I, I I went for a shit and checked my phone. Okay, <laughs> and it was all blown up. I must admit, every time I've put my PlayStation on, like the last week, I've I've. Uh, crack the app on to see if there's any update. Yeah, check back mm. soon, Jonesy. Can well, I can look, I make a prediction about what the t- what the issue they're actually having is? Because this would make kind of sense to me. I reckon they've shot themselves in the foot. I reckon the frame rate is trash on the PlayStation Five and the real time. If they'd have just made a video, it would have been you, fine. Are you saying they're still using those eight K textures? Yeah, yeah like- <laughs> they've done something which means the frame rate is trash, and then they can't get it to look at look very good. So they keep uploading like uh, tweaks to try and patch it, to tweak it, to say, maybe play it like this, maybe turn this off, and they're trying to get like to, to, to you know, a decent frame. And in the end, can't. it just looks like a PS1 game. And Hassan tweets, <laughs> real-time experience now, available in a silky smooth 60 frames a second. <laughs> but I do you know what? I'm also going to call it 16K textures. They've gone. Wow, wow 16K. I love it's it. The, it's the future. That's a forward-looking indie, for sure. There you go. <sighs> Guys, listen. It feels like we've been talking about abandoned for about two years now. 
I which mean, leads me onto the comment of the week. Very nice. I like oh, it. shocker. And talking about shockers, this one comes in from Shellshock. Boom, double whammy, double segue. Shellshock says, can you believe we've been listening to you for almost two years just on this channel? Like, fuck me, time flies. New drinking game, though. Take a shot whenever Jamie forces a segue. I, mean, I, I feel yeah. like Jamie's segues are usually on point. So I, I don't think, I don't think he force, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's fair to say forces a segue. I feel like the joke is halfway between the two. Like there are some good ones. And then yeah. the problem is, is that sometimes I try and do one when I don't have one. And so I wait to see if words <laughs> come out of my mouth. See, um, I would say Chris's one leading into this was more of a force than most of the ones you do. But Chris Tell is preparing. Chris, it's, it's, Chris it's, has got a, no, like an annotated version of a <laughs> document with like red yeah, writing all over. Yeah, you know, Google Documents, you could put comments. And I just I <laughs> comment to myself, like, make sure to save this, to go into this. But come on, that, that was pretty decent. It was all right. I'm, I know I'm the worst by, by far, so I'm not even going uh, to argue it. Well, you know who's not going to argue it is our lovely patron. <laughs> I can't even carry on. I love it. I, I love can't it. even carry on. Great. But yes, yeah, fair. Yeah. It's that time of the show, fellas, where we talk about our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash super show. This uh, in, entire I don't, I, ex, social experiment, because that's what people do on the internet um, these days, right? It's actually a real time experience. Oh, yeah. It's a, an OT, original trailer, real time <sighs> experience that you can only download on a PS5. It doesn't work. But if you go somewhere else, it does work. Uh, but yeah, all of this is made possible through Patreon and, of course, our generous sponsors on Patreon. Some call them patrons. Ah, so if you would like to help support the show, and we really do hope that you support the show, even if it's just through a like or a comment or a view or a listen, that does the long way. But hey, hard cash, baby. Nothing's better. Um, but yeah, if you support our Patreon then you can get access to our Discord server where we are on there kind of chatting. It's been a bit quiet this week, so, you know, maybe we need some fresh blood. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Uh, get out your wallet, please. And uh, if you pledge as little as $5, you get access to our back catalogue of Patreon-exclusive stuff, really, uh, including our latest creation, Known Murderer. Mm. That's right. We did a, a true crime podcast the only way that we could possibly do it, which is like pretty shittily, but very funny. I, yeah, but although actually, you know what? That's, that's harsh because Jonesy did the research on that one and he hosted it and he did such a fucking great job. Uh, I, last thing I would call that is shitty. The prep that that man did is absolutely insane. But yeah, go check it yeah. out. We've got a little bit of something for everybody. Uh, but talking about a little bit of something for everybody, here's something a little bit about patrons that give us yeah, the, the, no, the money. No, no, yeah, no, yeah. Take a shot on that one. I am, of course, talking <laughs> about the very generous people, such as Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy, Jesper Camdal Nielsen, Javela Cujo, Leo Murga, Lonnie Thompson, Magic Grits, Mindful Pig, Nathan Pierce, one of the five guys that can back up Jonesy isn't homophobic. Hell yeah. Wow. Okay. Past and killed, scary omen, starful kid and sacri. That's a great fucking name. Oh my god! What a oh. throwback! I yeah. like it because it's a throwback to one of my jokes. It just reminds everyone how funny I am. Wow. Okay. I don't remember you saying that joke, and now you're just coming across as like needy. Wait, you don't remember that joke? That was such. That was a real good off the cuff one. It was like a. It was a real of, dinger. 
obviously not iconic, not like uh, getting throat cancer from Catherine Zeta Jones. Uh, and then, of course, there are the big boys, and we are talking about Shellshock himself, our commenter of the week. Uh, no, he didn't like force us to choose his comment. We're just great, you know, generous like that. Paxel Book Read, Manuel El Jefe Guerrero, Peaswad, and the Dude Abides. Thank you all so much, whether we read your name out or you are Thank you all. just supporting us by watching the show or giving a like or a comment, whatever it is. We do appreciate each and every single one of you and your mothers. And in Jonesy's case, your fathers too. Isn't that right? Showing up. Well, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fellas, let's catch up on what we've been doing since the last time we recorded this podcast because there's been some been some cool shit like jonesy alluded to he actually had a decent gaming week and i can kind of say the same kind of yeah good kind of. that's positive right well the intention was there for sure uh sh- should i should i start with start it might as well change yeah, pace all right because we all managed to jump into that back for blood the closed open beta. The closed open beta, which was open to us, but it might have been closed to you. Uh, and it was a hell of a lot of fun. And in fact, uh, at the time of recording, the open beta is now open. So to the 16th, right? So people have got a few days, even if you're hearing this on the 13th. Hell yeah. Should be able to hop yeah. in there, have a little play over the weekend. So we jumped in, the three of us. It was meant to be four of us with Steph, but Steph kind of ha- was otherwise occupado. Uh, so we did just team up with some random... Who knows? He might have even been a bot, fellas. You know, might maybe, have been maybe might have been Hideo Kojima or Hassan Karaman himself. Who knows? Anything is possible these days. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's safe to say that I can speak for both of you in saying that we had a good time. Yeah, we, I, yeah. I had a good time. Yeah, I enjoyed it. See, and that that's especially important coming from Jonesy, who hates <laughs> Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead style games. I no, I, I don't hate them. It's just never, they've never really grabbed me. But um, I I did actually think this was. So I, th- I guess I played the, um, I don't know what it was when we played it before, like an, another beta on alpha or whatever. But yeah, I that, didn't, was, it, that was an alpha, yeah. But I, there, it was some of the waiting and maybe some of the the, um, uh, the difficulty and stuff was a bit off and it was just, I don't know, I didn't really feel it as much. But we played it um, this time and yeah, I had a much better time. Enjoyed it. It felt pretty decent. Hell yeah. I know it hasn't been without its... I'm not going to say controversy because there's no controversy to it, but without it's kind of like naysayers uh, that didn't enjoy the uh, open closed beta. But we we fucking had a blast, and we so what we played it on the Friday, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. We played it on the Friday, and then we tried to play it on the Saturday, didn't manage it. We tried to play it on the Sunday, and I think we failed on that as well. Then we tried to play it on the Monday, but by the time we tried to play it, it the open I think closed beta was closed. I think there was one more session that you didn't make it to, Chris. I think Steph, Jonesy, and I played it uh, once to finish what we couldn't manage finishing when we played on the Friday. Yeah, yes. because the the first act was available in the beta. Is that- R- yeah. Right. Yes. Act. It's like Act One, which was split into two chapters, yeah. and each chapter is made up of four checkpoints, if you will. I yeah. think or maps or whatever. Yeah. Although it seems what I read the other day, uh, this obviously doesn't indi- it doesn't give an indication of um, how long it is. But rather than the reason they're called acts rather than campaigns, like Left 4 Dead, is rather than completely separate things, there is actually a continuity. Like it is somewhat linear. Like each act will lead into the next one um, in terms of the story and what the where yeah. the characters are at. I guess 
but it's not a story-driven experience. Wow. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah, I, I fucking, I loved it. I, I played as a sniper, just chilling at the back, pot-shotting dudes, doing big damage. It was nice. It was fun. I really enjoyed it. And I, and, uh, I mean, always good to kind of play with your friends, but yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to Back for Blood. I would highly recommend trying out uh, the open beta and mm-hmm. see how you feel about it. And definitely make sure you've got some friends, get on the old Discord, have a good time. Can, yeah. I, can I give it some extra high praise to Ooh, yeah. say that? Um, well, from me anyway, if somebody doesn't really like Left 4 Dead that much, uh, was I enjoyed it that much that on the summer sale on the PlayStation, I bought um, World War Z for £6.50. All right. Um, so I can hop in and have a little bit more of that you know World War Z co-op mode experience. It, World War Z is a, is a similarly like fun co-op zombie shooter. Like That wasn't a game that I think a lot of people thought would be dumb because of the tie-in, and it was totally... Yeah. Totally decent. I yeah. played it with Steph once. You played yeah, it on I've, stream. I've not, I've not played it, so um, I thought I'd have a little, a little go. There you go. Yeah, Steph played it on a stream, didn't he? Did you play it on stream with him? Ah, uh, did I play it on stream with him? Maybe it was free on the Epic Game Store, but yeah. this was like a year or two, a year ago, maybe yeah. even longer. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's how I ended up playing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, I, I, I'm, I'm totally with you guys. Like, I, I, I'd be actually curious to see what some of the uh, sort of the detractors for Back for Blood are saying. I'm sure there are people who've got their, their their thoughts as always, but for us, it's like it's kind of hard to have a bad time when you're uh, playing a co-op shooter with your friends. Yeah, um, and so naturally we had a good time. But but that's not to say that the game itself didn't do its fair share of heavy lifting. I thought like the shooting felt like really nice and sort of like if you could complain about Left 4 Dead, it's like it's a bit like uh, floaty and there's no ADS and things like that. Guns have a bit more heft in this, decent gun variety. Um, like they try to mix up objectives in terms of like when hordes might come at you and where from and what you might have to do to progress and you know there's bits where you're planting bombs in a ship and having to get out <laughs> in time like it does mix up objectives and of course like Chris I don't, um the the card system uh, really oh, seems yeah. like a a cool way to bring replayability right like yeah so they they had these kind of you you unlock cards as you play and a lot of them are kind of like perks but in each kind of segment in the acts, like chapters within the acts, you unlock these things called corruption cards. And the corruption cards kind of like add a rule set, let's say, for your playthrough. And they kind of keep stacking, but they can change the game in very interesting ways. One of them that we encountered was it just created a really thick fog in the map that you were in. And that obviously changes the dynamic because... Me playing as a sniper, I was actually pretty completely useless in that particular map mm. because it's like, what can yeah. I do? I can't snipe because I can't fucking see anything. Uh, one, of, one of my criticisms would be of that is that that I immediately thought the fog one when you yeah. said about the the uh, corruption cards. They, I think they maybe because it's the beta, but they, uh, some more variety and some more interesting um, types of corruption cards. I, I'm sure there are, and it'd be interesting yeah. to play levels with them because I can't. Most of them I seem to remember were things like get all the way to the end of your entire squad. Like, don't, you know, only have to revive once. Try and do headshots on whatever. They they were more like, um, do this and you get an extra reward. But that fog yeah. one was added a completely different element to the to the level. Yeah. It'd be yeah. interesting so, to play different ones through different ways. One of the other corruption cards was like the normal shambler kind of dudes, your kind of, I don't know, your bullet fodder, as it were. They were armoured 
on the next one, as an example, yeah. or they're faster or whatever it might be. Yeah. And Jamie, I think it was you who mentioned it at the time we were playing. It's like, oh, right. This is how they are kind of going for that re- replayability. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a cool way to address something that people did eventually start to say about Left 4 Dead, which is that, like, do you really want to play these campaigns over and over again? I think it's not a, not an unusual takeaway for a beta, right? Like, yeah, how much yeah. does, can we extrapolate from this to get a picture of the, the final release? How many cars will there be and how much variety will they offer? But it's a promising system. Yeah. And even when you get a bit of, like, synergy in the cards that you're picking from your own deck, like, we only really had starter cards to pick from, but you can still get that. There's that moment where you realize, like, okay, this card replaces my melee with a knife that kills most zombies in one hit. This card gives me HP replenishment for each melee kill. So you <laughs> yeah. can kind of start to build decks around, and it seems like a weird concept for a zombie game, I know, but build literally decks of cards around certain play styles and, and imagine as you kind of fit into the archetypes that we did, where it's like, Princess of the Sniper, for example, like, can you get cards more befitting of your, like, if you kill a zombie from over 30 feet away, you get, you know, <laughs> or you reload everyone, all of your teammates' guns. Like, yeah. if there's shit like that, then, like, you're laughing because that's replayability up the arse. Yeah, no, I, I, I love it. And one of the criticisms I had, which was less a criticism and more kind of like a worry for the main release, was it seemed that there were only four acts to this game. From what right, I could right. see when we when we launched up in the the beta, and it's kind of like, is that enough content? I don't think so. Like, we could have finished that first act in a playthrough. I I had to get pulled away yeah. abruptly, like with two chapters in that act to go, and and like I think if that's the case, like a group of friends could finish it in a day. I guess the, maybe yes. the model they're going for is that you get a lot of add-on stuff, so you can add extra acts on, I suppose. And it would because of the way the game works, it'd be quite easy to have oh, additional dude, stuff. Yeah, if they say but each month you there's another act, like fucking yeah. amazing. Also, but, uh, speculation obviously. St- St- Steph and I, when we were playing on one of the nights, did stumble into um, another mode that was in the beta, but we couldn't like the matchmaking to work. We were playing it. It's this versus mode, and the way it seems to work is that. Uh, it pits two teams against each other, two teams of four. Um, and in the first round, one team will be humans and the other team will be zombies. Um, and oh, you right. spawn in as a special zombie. You get to choose which one you want to be. So I was one of the ones that like spit goop from a distance and could leap around. Wow. Uh, you also G- get jizz- these- Jizzing Jamie, yeah? I was basically the jizz monster. Yeah, I was just jizzing from everywhere. <laughs> just, like standing there. Yeah, I'm not going to. Um, what was it? Beat him, beat him and eat him. Was that the the game about jizzing from oh. the rooftops? Because that was me. Um, wow. So that was cool. Um, and I think so. The could way you be worked, one of those like the dudes with the big arms or something? Yeah, you, you could be. You could be the massive oh, okay. dude. You could be the dude with the big arm. Um, and I think the way it worked was something along the lines of like in round one, the human team will go first, like surviving as long as they have a looting period, a looting time. They then survive as long as they can with humans intermittently respawning in as special infected. Then when everyone dies, it saves your time, sides flip, and then the other team get a go at trying to stay alive as long as you did. That's pretty and cool. That's wow, a, and then that would be cool. a round. Okay. Yeah, yeah it was interesting. It was so was interesting. it was it, with the humans being special zombies, did they also have all the shamblers as well? Yes, it still has AI right. shamblers like regular. Yeah, um, nice. It was a, a game mode that uh, Steph and I struggled to get the, to grips with because it didn't match make for us. So we were a team of two against a team of three, and we were humans first. We didn't really know what we were doing. 
right. where to loot, like how big the map was, because they're like closed areas. Yeah. But yeah, that, I was saying that's there, I guess. Well, that's to be expected though, right? Yeah, kind of. Left 4 Dead 2 had something similar, right? Yeah. Uh, then, so then we tried to play again, and we were about an hour too late uh, to play again as a group of us, because the, the beta closed. So then we tried to play The Ascent, and we just couldn't, couldn't create a ma- get into a proper match. Like, I don't know if it was a bug or we were just being stupid or whatever it was. And then we tried to play some Apex, but then Jonesy needed an update on the Apex and we didn't manage that. And it was one of those days where, like, you try and play a game and just it all goes fucking wrong. Um, and I think at the end of the day, we just kind of called it, right? We didn't play I think I had to go, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I to, uh, yeah. yeah, you didn't have long to play anyway, so. Yeah. Uh, but the one game I did play after that was Curse of the Dead Gods, which is on Games Pass, which is kind of like That's... a... It kind of seems like a Hades light, but it's a game that I've been wanting to play. I've heard good things. And yeah, I fucking enjoyed it. It's a, a roguelite. Um, it's just based about runs. So Jonesy would fucking love it. You just do runs and runs and runs and runs and unlock more and more shit. It's cool. It's addictive and it's nice. Can I, sorry, guys. Can I do one of these? Cool. Apologies. I'll be, I'll, be back in one, I'll be back in one minute. Cool, addictive, and it's nice. Cool, addictive, nice. Cool, addictive, and nice. Sounds, sounds like drugs. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, break. One, oh, eight, fifty-ish. All right, cool. Well, we've already been recording for an hour, so. We're making it work, baby. <laughs> Teamwork makes the dream work. But yeah, bro, Curse of the Dead Gods, if you interested in getting that. I've got so much games I'm playing at the moment. Yeah. The problem is, for Curse of the Dead Gods, I think, unfortunately, is it does, I mean, I haven't played it, but it does seem like a light version of Hades, and the problem is that, like, Hades is on Game Pass. Right. Or, or like, tomorrow, or to, I thought it was today, maybe. But, yeah, like... In like a couple, it's very soon, right? Yeah, it, it's either out or it's out in the next couple of days. So it's kind of like, what would you fucking do, right? Oh, man. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be like this, though, for the rest of the year. Like, all these technical... I got invited to the... Technically, I'm not even allowed to tell you, but I got invited to the FIFA 22 closed thing yesterday but they want me to play a part of the game that i only play with zach and sunny and neither of them got invited so it's like fuck's sake how do you get invited like what is it for it's so it's their closed beta but the way their closed beta is it's not like an apply and you're getting thing it's literally like you get approached based on your playtime oh right on your playtime yeah well i'm still the guy i play like there was one year where I played like four or five hundred hours of FIFA in one year and just the single player without doing ultimate teams. So I think I usually get into the career mode. But this year they put me in pro clubs. Weird. Is pro but clubs, that's all in, pro that's clubs all the one where you, where you play just the one position? Exactly that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, that's, a, bit, in, that's a bit annoying. <laughs> you can have yeah. to play with a bunch of randoms. But it also it's all embargoed until like a whole, like for another month. Weird, man. So, like, I get to have to play this weird game mode 
And like, I'm always paranoid that if I don't take it seriously and fill out the feedback form seriously, then they won't include me the year after. Yeah, yeah. I also so, didn't get any like with. I'm not. I well, not surprised, but I didn't get any like with the battlefield technical test. I didn't even try. And now Call of Duty's leaking. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, but, but fellas, uh, tomorrow Twitch drops for uh, fucking what's the word like early access to Diablo Two. Oh, really? oh I'm I'm actually down for that. I'm big time yeah. down for that. Yeah, watch it for two and a half hours, and you should get a drop. What nice. I'm yeah. We should play that game. Oh, totally, totally. If we if we can all get drops, and then maybe that's what we stream, oh, I, stream tomorrow. Oh, I see. I see. I was going to say when the game comes out, I'm going to buy it. Oh, 100 percent, hundred percent. All right, you ready, Jonesy? <laughs> yeah. Apologies. Were you that's pooing or wanking or? <laughs> I've moved my setup around so I can see that my stairs there now. Like this is the walls behind oh, me. Right, Jazz, yeah. Jazz was taking Max to the toilet. I thought she was going to stack it down the stairs. <laughs> she was like, a, she was. I could hear her like going. So you were being a good husband. So I quickly went to go and help her. Very Thank nice. you. All right, cool. But yeah, uh... <laughs> Wakanda. It was up. Dadwig's dead. So you just uh, said Jonesy. Well, you, you just said Jonesy runs and runs and runs. Jonesy would love it. <laughs> I said other you, stuff. You said it was like hot, fresh, cool, addicting or something. Yeah. Anyway, I think we can just like just cut into whatever uh, either which one of you want to talk about. Your game. Or should I just should I just say? Oh, I think you need to cap it off. Otherwise, yeah, it's going to be a bit. I, of yeah, cap I, off. Did, I, I did. I think I did cap it off though. You didn't. Well, I I said it when you literally. What if, what if what if you capped off and then took a pause that only you would notice and then moved on? So you've got the option. Oh, but I don't even remember how what the last thing I said was. I think you said it was bold, big, bold, and beautiful. I totally said it was big, bold. Okay, no, like, that's not. That's wrong. It was, you said tall, dark, and handsome. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm saying, fellas, is it's a it's a big, bold, and beautiful game. But the problem that it has, obviously is that Hades is, like, coming out on Games Pass as well. Like, if it's not out of, I, I don't know, I haven't checked, but if it's not out on Games Pass now, it's going to be in the next couple of days. So do you play the lesser version of Hades, or do you just play Hades? So, I think maybe you just play Hades. Yeah. You'll tell us next week, I'm sure. I, I hope to be able to tell you next week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What what are you, what are you guys been playing? Um, Jamie, do you want to... Yeah, you know sure. I mean, like, I, I don't know whether to kind of like join you guys in basking in a good week for gaming or <laughs> complain that I've bitten off way more than I can chew. Um, <laughs> it's it's a probably good problem, more the latter. Good problem to have, though, right? Like, well, it's not because, like, I basically haven't had any work to do for the last week, as you guys have known. Um, and now I do have work to do as of literally <laughs> today. And, like, I'm playing, I think. I think I've played seven games in the last 48 hours for some amount of time. <laughs> like, wow. I just keep playing stupid stuff. All I'm going to talk about this week, though, because I don't really have super updated thoughts on a bunch of those games, and some of them I can't talk about yet. Yeah, I was going to give a shout out to a game that I think was simultaneously both ahead of the curb on and also behind the time zone because it's like two years old. Splitgate, um, which is a, yeah. a kind of a first-person arena shooter game that is experiencing. It's still in beta, um, but it's experiencing kind of a surge in popularity lately. It's really felt like. Um, picked up by Twitch, right? So, 
Yeah, picked up by Twitch, and like, I was it was interesting. I was playing uh, Formula One with some of the Technoova guys yesterday, and uh, Joe uh, from Technoova was saying how he kind of went on the Twitch category, almost expecting to see you know one big streamer being doing a paid for stream or sponsored stream, and it was like no, just a bunch of people, just gen- like smaller streamers, all genuinely playing it. Um, that has hit their servers. I hit a server queue every time I launch the game that lasts a couple of minutes, which is a bit of a bummer. But when you uh, wait through that timer, what you're met with is a really kind of nice and tight and satisfying arena shooter that was reminiscent of a game that I guess I feel like I haven't played for in a while. Because yep. Destiny, I went off, I never really got into the multiplayer. Halo games, I haven't played for a long time. Yeah. I don't think you've said the name of the game. Did you? Splitgate. Splitgate. I think I did say the word yeah, Splitgate. But um, there you go. Uh, the, the easiest way of describing it for anyone that hasn't even seen this game is imagine... Not um, not Halo Five, but imagine like early Halo uh, gameplay. So a first person shooter with like a slightly floaty jump, no real emphasis on aimed ADS or aim down sights, <laughs> um, that kind of thing. Um, and then imagine Portal being mixed with it, and imagine uh, Q and E on a keyboard and mouse being bound to the two portals, so you could really quickly fire portals around the map, skip around the map, shoot people through portals, close enemies' portals. It's a really interesting combination. That sounds pretty sick, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, the, I've downloaded it, Jamie. So I'm just waiting for waiting for my I, chance. It's free. Um, uh, most modes are four v four. It's got a lot of um, uh, Halo style modes. Like I've already been randomly put into Shotty Sniper games, which are <laughs> which are classics. Um, and yes, yeah, as like you know, it, it obviously it's got. Um, if you want to give them money, they will let you give them money, <laughs> and you can look like an alien if you want to. Um, <laughs> It's one of those, kind of, but it does still have an aesthetic. It's still sharp, and when you're in the game, I'm, I still have been pleasantly surprised with how well it plays. Um, I'm been I'm a controller guy, and I've been playing on keyboard and mouse and having fun. Although <laughs> the asterisk is that I, was, I said this to you guys yesterday, so I'll say it to the folks at home. I'm pretty sure it's been putting me with bots as like in like <laughs> my first two hours because I watched the kill cam on some of these guys, and like they'll like far too smoothly aim like in no particular direction, then you enter their peripheral vision and they'll like snap to you in like a far too fluid and straight away. Oh, I'm like, that's a bot. That's a fucking bot. Uh, and then I went like 16 and zero in one match. And I was like, those can't have been real humans. One of those guys had a Chinese name, like Chinese characters in his name. Like these are bots, right? Maybe, um, maybe, but it's fun. It's fun and it's free. So there's that. Um, also fun, but uh, uh, slightly older now is, uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising, which I picked up, uh, uh, or, and so I'd already picked it up. It's actually I installed it on my PlayStation Five to be my backup. I'm in a PlayStation party and or listening to a podcast, but I still want to play a video game on my PlayStation game, and um, I really fucking like it. I gotta say, <laughs> uh, as someone who got real fatigue from playing like seventy hours of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Immortals feels kind of funky and fresh. Um, wow, funky fresh, Jesus! Yeah, the, the look, the aesthetic isn't going to be for everyone. I know some people that like are put off every time certain body parts are disproportionate, disproportionately larger compared to others, or when colors are too bright, or when character designs are just off in general. I get that, but like the combat is better than Assassin's Creed Valhalla's with less options. Like you have to <laughs> use a sword and an axe bound to one button each, and it's got better combat. 
more satisfying combat. I mean, that's that's more the uh, sad state of Assassin's Creed than any, than the good state of Immortals. Very, right? very possibly. I mean, Valhalla wasn't bad. Valhalla was good. I just it was they too much feel very different as well. Though I wouldn't put those two games in the same sort of ballpark <sighs> of like Valhalla. I mean, Immortals learns just as many lessons from, let's say, Assassin's Creed Odyssey as it does from Breath of the Wild. I remember that was what this time last year when I played it. I right. remember thinking that was the combo. And I still think that's the fucking combo, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's good. It's bright. It's colorful. It's charming. And if you like the idea of running around and opening chests and completing Breath of the Wild ripoff dungeons while you're, you know, cooling down after Warzone, <laughs> maybe that's just me, um, <laughs> then it's, it's a good one of those. And if you want, here's a better way of putting it. If you really want a map that's got shitloads of stuff on it and you just go around completing everything on the, on the map, I actually think people are better off with Immortals than Assassin's Creed this year. Or, well, Watch Dogs is a slightly different beast, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, In- that's, that's the hot take. Yeah. Um, uh, what, what, yeah. Yeah, what spurred you to kind of go back to it? Because you, you played like the, the pre-release stuff like three times in a row or something, didn't you? Yeah, I, there, there was a lot going on um, with, U, with Ubisoft games last year. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I played a fair amount of it before launch. Um, but, um, I, I don't know. Like, I think it's because I, like I said, I'm playing a lot of games at the moment and a lot of it's my own fault. And I didn't make room for certain kinds of experiences. And I got to the point where like, it will get to the certain time of the evening. I'm like, I'm not going to play the ascent right now. I'm not going to play, mm. you know, back for blood or split gate. I'm not going to play any of the, um, other game. I, again, I, there's another game I've been playing a lot lately that I think I could talk about next month. Um, it's not that exciting though, so um, don't get excited. Uh, but I just didn't have anything that was truly relaxing. You know, I know, I know what you mean about Immortals because that it's got that feel to it that you can just run around, open chests, smash stuff, level up. It's it's a nice game to dip into when you haven't got to worry about teaming up with other people playing like a multiplayer. No, I I totally get you with that. Yeah, it's a good game yeah. to sort of decompress with. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. it's one of it's one of those Ubisoft open worlds, and it it just. It does the trick. Um, the issue is now I have to start completing games. Like um, you becoming the I new guess, Jonesy. Yeah, I, 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 I've played eight hours of Sleeping Dogs for no reason. Like also, <laughs> the, 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 as taking an example of a game I wasn't originally going to mention, and this is while still playing probably like two or three hours of either Warzone or Apex a night. So like, there's life. Life is complicated. Um, <laughs> I watched a movie though. Yeah, what you what you watch? I watched the Suicide Squad. Oh, say that, the uh, the say sequel that they times. had no right to make, but yeah. it's not a it's not a sequel. Is it not a sequel? No, no. Okay. It is a, it it is a weird t- thing. Probably closer to like a reboot than anything else. Uh, makes sense because <laughs> yeah. of how trash the original was. So okay. Yes. Uh, can, that's a, can, yeah. can I give my my hot take yeah. and trash opinions? I didn't mind that's the original a- Suicide Squad. Oh, was, I had, I didn't okay. like it. It was I fine. It. it was fine. I didn't like it. Wow. I, I actually thought I, I thought it was uh, annoying to watch. Like it was wow. choppy and uh, frustrating oh, on the eyes and ears. It was one hundred percent choppy. But I I'd seen worse films. I think maybe when I saw oh, that, like worse, sure. higher, like higher tier films. They're like, oh, this should be better than it actually is. And right. then I came to it. Maybe it's because I I didn't go to it like in the cinema. And then maybe when I watched it, I was like, eh, everyone says it's shit. So I set my expectations quite low. And then I was like, it's fine. Yeah. 
Had some oh, okay. moments. Yeah, and, that's it, funny I, when you I, get I'm that. Not, yeah, yeah. I, I'll give you that. I'll give you yeah. that. See, I, um, I, I hated Suicide Squad. I didn't hate it, but I thought Suicide Squad was, was pretty crap. And then I liked Harley Quinn. I thought that I, I thought it was a decent, decent movie. <laughs> I, th- I think if you liked uh, Birds of Prey, I genuinely think you'll like the Suicide Squad. I, I think this is a good movie. Right. Um, and I don't think that's a, that surprising when you look at like the ingredients, the whole James Gunn sort of Marvel Fallout thing. And yeah. I, think, I think Warner Brothers, you know, fucking smashed out the park in grabbing him in the fucking whatever it was, the four weeks that he was um, fired for. Um, the four weeks he was cancelled. Exactly, the four weeks he was cancelled. They were like, hey, how about you come and make a movie over here with you? Can, well, we'll literally let you do anything you want. Um, <laughs> like one of the easiest comparisons you can make between Suicide Squad and The Suicide Squad is, you know how the, the one that was bad had, um, is it Killer Croc? Yeah. And yeah. he's kind of like this like uh, angry, like almost like gangster archetype character and it's all a little bit self-serious and like you want them to be a little bit more self-aware of the fact that they're walking around with a anthropomorphic crocodile. <laughs> yeah. um, the Suicide Squad replaces that with... Uh, the shark, uh, dude. Uh, the King, shark. King Shark. King Shark, who is like a, a literal moron, is like introduced <laughs> to the film as he's reading a book upside down but trying to convince people that he's enjoying it and is voiced by like an intentionally slurring Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sold now. I didn't realise it was Stallone who voiced him. Now I'm going to have li- to watch it's it. It's literally Stallone going like, oh, I'm a shot. It's li- like he's doing the thing and he nails it. And that, that's the other thing. Like by dropping the self-aware, like by going full self-aware, they completely nailed it. So John Cena plays, I forget the guy's name, a peace, peacemaker. Peace, peacemaker. Right. And it, the, his his whole arc or his whole idea is summed up with a with a line he actually says himself very early in the film, which is like, that he's basically committed to making peace at any cost and he doesn't care how many men, women, and children he has to kill to get it. Like, that's that's his character. It's like, what if Captain America was so unhinged in his pursuit of liberty <laughs> and freedom and peace that he just fucking murdered everyone? Like, that's what this film is. And right. just, there's a great scene, for example, if you like physical comedy, where uh, they're trying to stealth their way through a camp of soldiers and uh, Idris Elba, who plays, I think he's called Bloodsport, and Peacekeeper have been kind of like at each other's throats so far, a bit of a macho man kind of alpha male showdown. So they're stealthing their way through a camp and kind of like silently one-upping each other in kills in terms of like who can get the coolest kills in this camp. And right. it gets more and more ridiculous. And there's, I, I can't, I won't spoil the kills <laughs> or the physical comedy, but it works. Everyone I think knows why they're there. Um, I will say if I was going to be slightly critical of it, I think some of the moment to moment banter doesn't always work. Um, because I think some of the people don't land their lines 100% of the time. I weirdly think that sometimes Margot Robbie, for the person who should be the most familiar with her character, occasionally kind of lags behind a little bit on the comedic front, and the other person who I felt did a couple of times was Idris Elba. But I thought jo- I thought John Cena... John C- Cena and this other guy, the actor's name I forgot remain, David something, but he plays Polka Dot Man. Oh, right, um, yeah. Those two are just... They they smash it out of the park and some of the biggest laughs I've given films in a long long time. Wow. Well, yeah, but that's 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 not saying much. Like, true, true. For, for, but like, films don't exist in 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 the going back in the short term. No, that's but so I, it's been true. it's been it's been a while since I've sat there watched a new release and like I might chuckle every now and then. But some of these I had to like pause and almost like catch my <laughs> breath because. Some of the there's some very smart jokes in this. Yeah, there's some awkward banter. Like all, what I'll say is this: is if the first twenty minutes 
has a lot of lines where you go, that was funny, but I'm not laughing. I'm going to say, don't worry. There's still more to come, right, yeah, if yeah. that makes sense. I've, I'm going to watch it next week. So by this time, cool. when, when we come to the next one, I might add to that. But yeah. I would, like, I would like to watch it. So I, I, I think, it, for me, I guess Suicide Squad, what I would have said was, it was trying to be cool. Whereas if you're saying that this is trying to be funny and, you know, self, um, like, deprecating in a way, then that's what it should be. And that's, that sounds it's, good. It's a thousand percent self-aware. Like, okay. they know exactly what they're doing to the point where, like, yeah, I, I, again, I, I won't spoil, like, characters or arcs or mo- I don't want to spoil anything cause the less said, the better. But there's, there's no kind of, like, edge to it that Suicide Squad wanted to have yeah. so desperately. Yeah. This is, like, a, a film that knows what it's doing. But doesn't have Jared Leto, right? So, right, exactly. There, there's no, there's no one there on the actors' front who like isn't aware of what they're a part of. If that makes sense, yeah. Like even weirdly enough, like they brought back people like um, Joel Kinnaman plays Rick Flag again, and uh, Viola Davis plays the kind of the lady who whips them all together again. Like even they feel like they know what they're doing and are enjoying themselves more than they did. In the so hold on. Film. So do you have a scene where it's like Viola Davis? sort of saying, oh, you're going to be blah, 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 and a team doing da, 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 da. Is it that much of an almost so, a reboot? It feels almost like a remake. Yes and no. They they basically do a very clever thing where, yes, to answer your question in two parts, <laughs> yes, Viola Davis has to explain the concept of the Suicide Squad to the audience again. Right. But you will be astonished at how short that explanation lasts. This oh, is all okay. cut together in a very clever way where, like, I, I, I don't want to spoil too much because there are, even describing the first chunk of the film can give away structural spoilers, but they are clever in kind of how quickly they get you on board with things. And okay. there are also in jokes where like um, Jai Courtney's Captain Boomerang returns and like one of the first interactions between uh, Harley Quinn and Captain Boomerang imply that they are familiar with one another. Not in necessarily like, oh, do you remember that mission we went on way? Like where's <laughs> not in a where's Will Smith way, but in a kind of like... <laughs> It almost seems like, like they wink, might wink. have finished that first film and gone back to prison, and now they're going out again. Kind of, yeah, way. yeah, right. Okay, okay, I get you. Wink, wink, okay, nudge, but, nudge, but, nudge. But yeah. most of the group is entirely new characters, as you, you'll know if you've seen the trailers. Yeah, with some uh, also some inspired casting. I'll say. Oh, like, even yeah. I was going to say, like, um, you just reminded me that was something we weren't going to talk about this week, but I have to mention because you just mentioned Idris, Idris Elba. Is that of course oh, yeah. he has been cast as Knuckles in Sonic Two? Uh, that's that's cool casting, man. I like that. Yeah, that as soon as I, I said, I told my wife, I said, "Oh, they've cast uh, Idris Elba," and she was like, "Yeah, I can see that." And I was like, "Yeah, wow. it's, it's quite good casting, isn't it?" But yeah, looking forward to that actually. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, that's that's me. That's that's, that's the Suicide Squad. That's Jamie. That, and the, that, that's that Jamie a, and the Suicide Squad. And then that that gets a thumbs up and a recommendation. I'll say. Nice. All right. Uh, all right then. I guess I will. Uh, I'll try and be reasonably brief. Um, Jonesy, I've, I've, never. I've played quite. Yeah, no, no. I said it, and then I thought that's bullshit, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I've played. A, I've actually played quite a lot this week, but um, I'll try and keep it to a few that I've played a decent amount of. I played the ascent off of the um, recommendations mm. of Jamie, um, and actually, do you know what? I really liked it. Really got into it. I played it on my mouse and keyboard. I didn't play as a twin stick shooter, um, but the, the thing that sort of grabbed me about that game is the setting. Like, it's a, I don't know, would you call it like an isometric, like 3D kind of post-apocalyptic cyberpunky kind of world, I suppose. That's but exactly um, what I'd call it. No, but I was yeah, thinking, yes. is it isometric? I was like, is it isometric? But it is yeah. isometric. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And it just works. Like that world had me, it had me thinking, Jesus, imagine if they made an Aliens game, which was like this. Jesus, imagine if they made a Judge Dredd game like this. Like I could just see all my my childhood movies in my brain <laughs> go like, even I was thinking like a Fifth Element game like this would be wicked. Like oh, Fifth, Ele- Fifth Element would be sick, yeah. You haven't said the meme one yet. What's the meme one? For it to be a true Alex Jones meme, there's still one more TV show you need to reference. Yeah, the big one, buddy. What TV oh, show? Oh, oh, what? oh, uh, uh, shit. Movie, not TV show, surely. No, I'm thinking... I'm, he's, no, no, he's I'm thinking of the Joel Kinnaman TV show. Old I, I am thinking of that. Old yeah, Alter Carbon. Carbon. I was thinking for it to be a true Alex Jones like touchstone. <laughs> I, I, I think you've missed Carbon. one. You've missed one. Go on. Which is Demolition Man. That too. I'd see. I no. I don't, it wouldn't work with Demolition Man because Demolition Man mate, is. Mate, uh, think about it, jo- Josie. Think about it. It's all okay? open and, and earthy, and there's plants everywhere, and the, it's the illusion yeah, that it's all yeah. nice. And then you, they go in the sewers and they eat rats. Oh, okay. Actually, no. Yeah, I see what you and, mean. And you think, could have like a multi-level about, thing where you yeah, go. Think down about the, the very line. first okay. scene where they're they're fighting in the cryogenic chamber. Like imagine that in that isometric style. Okay. No. Yeah, that would work. That would work. But I, I suppose I was thinking more about the. Um, the nice, bright stuff. But yeah, no, I, I can see where you're going with that. Nice but just it's, it's, the position. Just going to put that <laughs> out there. It's a bit, no, it's a very cool game. I've really been enjoying it. I like the RPG elements, the way that you can like, ch- you know, it's one of those games where you get to change your kit and wear some cool looking stuff and you change what you're wearing and you look like a badass and you get bigger guns and better guns and you're fighting sort of like waves of enemies sometimes and um, they just climb over railings and they're there trying to attack you. And it's, it's, it's exactly what you think it is, but there seems to be more there. It's like a more in-depth, twin stick shooter like level uh, verticality based twin stick shoot where you're going off you're probably going to go up and down a lot of things and and battle a lot of enemies but they can feel a bit empty a lot of the times like mm. the ones that you often pick up they'll it feels more like you're just killing enemies for the sake of it and you don't really care what you're doing this actually has a lot of cool lore with it where you are i've re- i need to like it's one of those where i'm gonna have to go back and sort of read the codex because it's got a lot of stuff about indentured servitude and and you working for corporations and um yeah and it does feel like it's got a bit of a political message. So I'm looking forward to playing some more of that. Um, is it a little bit buggy in places? Like it feels like it might just be a little well, bit we, rough. We couldn't get into a fucking co-op game. Exactly. Yeah. We, we had some problems with that and it does seem to take a little while to load in sometimes. And um, yeah, the matchmaking thing, but no, but, but gen, gen, generally um, been really enjoying it, but talking about politics and it being, um, uh, seem to have a political message. I finished a game that definitely talks about politics and has a uh, a, a political message behind it, which, well, not much of a message, but uh, an arc, um, which was Disco Elysium, which I finished. Um, Hell nice. yeah. Nice. I really enjoyed it. Thought it was very, very, um, I, oh, what's the word? Like it's, it's different. Good. good. It's very good, but it's very different. <laughs> it's not, I don't think I've ever played, I don't think I've ever played anything kind of like it. I mean, Back I mean, in the day, like that's kind of the point of Disco Elysium, right? Like there is nothing really like it. It feels like the old school sort of point and click adventure games, but it doesn't at the same time. Like there are times you can actually play it with WSD like, on keyboard and that, and you can run around rather than point and click. And sometimes it kind of makes you almost feel like they could have put in some real time action, like if you needed to shoot something. Um, but that game is just cool. Like it's it's also not like so the ending I had was pretty dark and not the maybe not the ending but just before the ending gets a bit dark um and sort of what's happened in the the uh don't, i'm trying to not give too much away the the, the kind of the, <laughs> after, the aftermath of the world of what goes on but 
and my immediate reaction was I need to load a save and I need to go back and I need to change what I did and see if I can get a different outcome. But actually it felt honest to the game that I'd played up to that point. Yeah. But it's also so weird in Disco Elysium in that you make all these little decisions and you make all these little choices in speech, in dialogue and speech options. And it kind of does something to you where it ends up making you, it ends up sort of like holding a mirror up to you where it says, you're uh, it always called me like the sorry cop. You always apologize for everything. And I was like, damn, I don't want to be the fucking sorry cop. And I was like, but that I know, is yeah. what I'm like in real life. Like, I'm sorry. I do. I'm sorry. I'm, you know, apologize. I'm sorry. And, what you're saying is I should play this game so I can get to know myself better. No, no, not like that. But it, it, it does. <laughs> be, I'd say don't be afraid to role play as like a, the one of the first things I wanted to do and nearly did when I finished Disco Elysium. And Josie, I don't know if this is the same for you. I wanted to immediately start a new game, being yes. like a off the rails jackass. Says yes yeah. to all the drugs, takes all the drugs. <laughs> fuck Kim Kitsura. I don't care how cool Kim is. I'm going to say fuck you, Tim. I'm going to talk down to him. Fuck the Hardy Boys. Fuck everyone. <laughs> no, I, I absolutely. I it wasn't so much that I wanted to be that. I didn't want to because I. I think I smoked one cigarette in the game, and at the end, Kim's like. Um, oh, you! Uh, he smokes all the time, and I was like, I had one. You smoked twice, like you cheeky mother. Like, what are you doing to me here? Um, yeah, but the, the the game really does hold over, hold some of your decisions and some of your dialogue choices over you, and it, it feels kind of a bit daunting to someone who like playing video games. It does feel like you kind of go, but I want to be able to undo that for choice. I don't want to have done that. There was one dude that I told to fuck off right, really early on because it's like racist dude. And so I, I just told him to fuck off. And then for the rest of the game, he basically says to you, oh, what are you here to talk to me, runt? You have to tell me to fuck off again? And I'm like, shit, he remembers like, the whole thing. You can't get any more information from him. You've yeah. kind of burned those bridges. And- there was one guy who like is like one of the first people in the game who's kind of like somewhat like friendly and warm to you. Like he's kind of a, seems like a nice enough dude. Um, and you can get to a point where like one of the only ways you can really progress is basically betraying his trust slightly and doing something that you say you wouldn't do. And he's another dude who just doesn't talk to you for the rest of the game. And he's like a quite a nice, seemed like a nice enough bloke, like a normal bloke. And I was like bummed out every time I was reminded that I betrayed his trust. And that stings, man. Like that genuinely, I was kind of like that. That's something in games I'm not used to. I'm not used to, uh, used to decisions being very short lived. Like, uh, uh, you know, even if you play a game with like a supposed moral choices, it's not actually that often that they are. Usually they're sort of very sh- linear, short choices that actually kind of lead you around to you've either got the good ending or the bad ending. Um, or, it's, you know, good ending or bad ending, depending on what you think they are, the moral ending or the non-moral ending. But this game genuinely feels like I could have finished it in 15, 20, 30 different ways with different people still breathing um, <laughs> and a few different things happening. And I, like you said, Jamie, something that I'm immediately, I was like, damn, I want to play again, but not as like the taking drugs, smoking cigarettes. I want to be the the cop who just, the kind of like the, um, I guess like the seventies cop, is it dirty Harry type, kick the door down, yell at everyone's faces, oh, right. full authority kind of, yeah. what is it? LA confidential kind of like that sort of cop. Just gonna say there'd be a few interesting stand-up. Like I can, it speaks to the game strength that I can immediately think of characters and like all the numbers of conversations you have with them. And I'd love to see how they responded to you being that kind of a person. Yes. Like if I, I, it's not a spoiler to say like you know Everard Claire, the dock worker guy, the big guy. Like I was so 
dumb and sorry and apologetic that I could tell immediately that he was manipulating me and I almost couldn't stop him. Right. Like I was just doing those things for him and I was like, whatever, like I can't work. I, I know he's not that smart, but I can't work around him. I'd love to be like the alpha male in those meeting rooms and see like what he's like. I don't know. Yeah. The, the game is, there was a thing I had with LA Noir, which I didn't like, which was they had this whole thing where they were like, yeah, you, the, the way dialogue works is much more lifelike and you can, you know, pick dialogue and, and it didn't work. And you would pick certain dialogue options and then you would kind of say something that didn't sound like what you just clicked on, which really bugged me out that game. Yeah. This game doesn't do that, but there were definitely times when I said things and it didn't really feel like that there's the route I thought I was taking it. And that can be frustrating. I don't think this game did that. I will say it, it gets very, very heavy in the dialogue at certain points. And I kind of found myself skim reading it and then just clicking on the next option. Oh, yeah. Um, and sometimes I wish I'd stuck with it a little more and I'd read every sentence. But, you, I mean, you just can't. It gets such a, was... such a beefy game, isn't it, dialogue-wise? I, I, I don't know if this would be an interesting test to see if you and I are on the same wavelength. There's one character in particular who uh, I've he, his shtick is very obvious, um, but the length at which he talks <coughs> about it and the length at which you have to listen to it to progress in some situations is so nauseatingly like, <laughs> overrun that like I resented him for more reasons than just who he was. Right. Also, so, you know, I, you if know, I said if I said race politics, if I said oh, race to you, oh yeah, yeah that yeah, guy. Like kicked, some of those conversations, I in the face and it was the best moment of the game. Oh, see, so yeah. I fucked that up, and so I'm like, I had to. Do you know what I had to do? Go on. It, it, basically, without saying too you much, had to agree with him. Yeah, it's a guy who's basically a massive, massive racist and believes in like that certain races are literally for very, very for specific and long-winded reasons. Some races are, you know, uh, uh, superior to others, and like I. Jonesy said that there he fought him. I messed up my fight and missed my. I didn't punch him. I missed him and he caught my punch. So I ended up basically having to go away, learn about the race theory that he spewed, get to the point where my conscious was ready to adopt like being racist as like one of its like like what's the word Jonesy like a the thought cabinet kind of thing. Oh uh, yeah yeah uh, yeah. Is it it's thought cabinet or like one thought slots? You have you have yeah. slots that you can unlock and then you can put thoughts into think I, about. I basically to get to the point where I convinced myself that I, I became a racist, got judged by Kim for becoming a racist, <laughs> so that I could then go back to him and say, look, I'm also a racist. I have the same theories on race as you do, <laughs> to befriend him and get past him. And right. Kim was like, I don't think I would have done that quite the same way. Was it, see, I, that's what's really interesting about this game makes me want to play it again, is there are loads of things that I didn't finish. Like There are loads of quests, things that just became, like they seemed uh, undoable. I, th- I still I still completed the game. I think I got an I got like a, an ending. Um, I don't know how much better I could have done it. I don't know, and it's be interesting to speak to you after. I don't want to give them any. Cool. Don't want to spoil it for anyone else. It's such a good game though, and I really do. It, it genuinely, you can finish the game and have loads of stuff that you're like. But what happens if I if I'd have finished this? What happens if I'd have yeah. done that? And some some of the most important things in the game are down to a roll of a dice. Je- and you can see it on the screen, and it gives you a percentage <laughs> chance, and you go. Oh Jesus! And you roll it, and it's and that's it, and you just have to live with the roll of the dice, which actually is kind of exciting in a game where 
rather like a Call of Duty game or, you know, like an Ubi game where there's kind of, there is a right thing that can happen and you can always get the right thing as long as you go to it with enough XP and enough level, then you can definitely do it. Whereas this was like, no, 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 dude, you've got, a, the chips are where they are and if you if you mess the roll up, well, you don't even mess it up as luck, but if you don't get that roll, shit's going to go down. It's going to be rough. Mm. And I quite like that. I, I enjoyed the fact that it took away yeah. some of that to me. Good. Can I ask one more question? And I'm yeah, sorry, of I apologize. I, if this is a, a post podcast discussions happening during the podcast, I genuinely apologize. But not not the ending ending, but just before the ending ending, when you get the ending to one of the argument, like I think you I find, how, you get the how did you you get the answer? Yes, you find the answer. Like, how did you feel about that answer? I quite liked it actually. I thought it, okay. um, it because it kind of shone a light on how how uh, insular and how small minded I'd been mm. as a detective playing the game. Obviously, I'm not a detective, but playing the game and how, and what I thought the possibilities could be to then find out that I was you know that it wasn't what I was thinking. Um, yeah. Actually, I found that quite. Uh, I, I liked it. I found it kind of rewarding to be like, "Damn, I didn't even think that was. The, I didn't even see that <laughs> happening." Um, but yeah, yeah, very good game. Mm. I I think everyone should uh, out there if you mm. haven't played it and you want to mm. have a little go, and we'll talk about mm. it after. All right, but actually, but move on from this, fellas, because I, I will think move you're, on. You're, you're getting too. Yeah, this this is getting post. <laughs> post <laughs> no, no, absolutely. Chat. But it, uh, I did actually. What I didn't put it in the doc actually, but I did watch something that I haven't watched for a long for ever, and I actually is a little bit like this in making decisions and choosing things. I finally watched Bandersnatch, which I haven't watched. Um, the Black Mirror episode where it's not a game, but it is a game, but it's less because it's interactive, but it's not because it's video. But I love, I love how Joji is like this dude who, who like catches up on the trends like two years later. Yeah, no, I know, right. But no, uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. I thought Band of Snatch, but I only wanted to mention it because we talked about it a couple weeks ago and I, I hadn't actually seen it. Yeah. But just, I, speaking of something two years old, I finally finished The Mandalorian season one as well. And the only reason, the season only one. reason I even wanted to bring it up was because... Uh, like my wife and I watched it um, the last three episodes I think we we had this season um, and we both had the same thought and I only mentioned it because in the comments of this week someone said Jonesy has the worst um, uh, takes and he has the <laughs> trashest opinions and the worst takes and I was like do you know what The Mandalorian is such a good looking show and there's some such cool stuff in it and it's so badly written um, that I was just like I can't not mention it. Like it's it's so badly written. It's like I don't even understand it. I don't know how it got to where it is as badly. No, I do because it looks great and it's Star Wars and it's cool. Like <laughs> the Mando looks wicked. His armor's sick and all. And it's and I love all of that. And Cara Dune in it. I know she's not in it anymore, but she was she was cool and I like her character. And the the old guy rides the funny little fat. Cow yeah. thing. That that those, those things are that, cool. That dude was voiced by Nick Nolte. I I knew it was Nick Nolte. Oh, I heard no. it the first episode. I watched that. I was like, damn, that sounds so much like Nick Nolte. But I looked. I had nice. to look it up, and it was yeah. Um, but yeah, it's so badly written. It just doesn't make any sense. Like so dude, many on, of the episodes. Are, are, you, are you saying? And, and and keep in mind that I'm a big Star Wars fan. I know you are. So one of the reasons I mentioned it. But are you saying that any of the Star Wars films have good writing? They make sense in a, in a, the story behind them makes sense to me in the sense of like, um, not the, I'm not saying the words they use, but like the story, where the story goes and how they pursue their goals and everything makes sense. 
and even if some of the writing is clunky and some of the dialogue doesn't really work, but this is almost bizarre in that they sort of go, I don't even know. They'll go into a room and go, oh, we're going to escape now. And you're like, okay, so escape. And then they stand there for 10 minutes and go, should we escape? Should we escape? Should we escape? I know what we'll do. We won't escape. We'll just stand here and we'll, um, and we'll wait for 25 minutes talking and then we'll just lay down and die. And then something will happen to save them. And you're like, what the fuck is this show doing? It's so cr- and Some of it's weird as well. Like, it doesn't make sense at all. Like, it's just bizarre. But, but it looks wicked. And they've got blasters. Oh my, okay. And how trash does that dude's lightsaber look at the end of season one? The dark saber. The, the lightsaber. How it's trash a, does it look? It's, a, it's called the dark saber. The dark saber. I look so trash. Like, what's, what's trash about it? I've never seen this show. Uh, so it's, it, imagine a lightsaber, right? But imagine that someone, okay, there. someone messed up the, uh, the filter that they applied to it so that the middle of the lightsaber was just black. Like when you, oh, we go too far on a, um, uh, a red giant filter. So that the edge of the thing is like light, but the yeah. so it just looks like a it looks like a what are those um, swords called? I'm that kind of pictures now. Like that, looks, that looks kind of cool. But nah, that's, the, that's the point of a Jonesy. No, it looks so shit. Like when it's he not it a lightsaber. It's like a proto lightsaber. But but this the shape of it as well. It looks just it looks like they messed up the the effects on the sword, and it is a literal sword. It's got a sword shape and yes. everything. It's quite it's quite clean cut, and then the edge of it is all blurry. But it's not a proto saber because it's after the it's after Star Wars. It's after the events of Star Wars. It's an artifact, Jonesy. Yeah, it looks like it's got bloody effect after uh, uh, artifacts all over oh it because it didn't render it very well. <laughs> it's rubbish. It's funny. I, I was listening to Bill Burr talk about being on that show this week. Right. Yeah. Kind of oh, interesting. that episode is one of the worst ones for just the trash writing. It's so that's so annoying. I love Bill Burr, but like. <laughs> That, you're supposed to believe that Mando has little fights of each of them and puts them all in the same cell. Like, what do they, what do, they do? Do they just stand there when he opens the cell for the fifth time and puts the fifth one in? Like, what are you, what are you trying to say? It's so I, trash. I worry that if, like, you go into any Star Wars property in that frame of mind, you'd find... But this like, is this... even the Empire Strikes Back <laughs> would have its version of that. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? This this is but the it, point I'm trying to make. Like... There's got to be some suspension. You don't go to Star Wars for the logic or for the the dialogue, especially not the dialogue. Sometimes you can get away with the logic. Um, Okay, is it my fault for thinking that a John Favreau like led thing with some kick-ass Star Wars, you know, vistas and and designs and characters and whatever that they could just do half decent writing on it? Like I don't understand why it needs to be trash. John Favreau of Aliens and Cowboys fame. Nah, John Favreau's written some good John, stuff. John Favreau's done good, man. Of course he's, he like, he's I know, he's actually, done some good, he's done some good I, stuff. I, I, I agree with uh, Jonesy that, like, it becomes, like, you can only meme on the George on George Lucas's writing um, <laughs> in so much as that you also have to acknowledge that people like J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson, or in this case, John Favreau, yeah. like, by modern standards, are capable writers, clearly, as they've demonstrated in other work. So I can see why Jonesy might, if Jonesy, I have, I can't speak to the writing in this, but if Jonesy genuinely felt like it was uh, troubling, I can see why that would be a disappointment, um, especially because obviously the show has a lot of hype. Uh, writing, it's, it's not the, it's not even the dialogue. The dialogue's fine. It's just, it's just the setups and what they do and the character, and the writing of what goes on. It's like there's, there's even a scene where the two uh, stormtroopers, but on speeder bikes, 
Nick get they get hold of Baby Yoda and they like park up and they have a conversation where they they like punch him because he's he bites his finger and then he punch and it's, it's a baby. It's a baby Yoda. Well, he's like a ninety-six-year-old baby or right, whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, I see. So you can punch it. Well, but they don't punch it. They like punch the bag, and because he's like, "Ow, it bit me!" And he like punches, and it's quite funny. It's a funny scene, and then he's like, "Let me see it," and he's like, "No, you, we don't." Want to see. He just killed a guy because he because he interrupted him. Do you really think I'm going to let you look in the bag because you're interested? Like, and it's a funny scene. Like the dialogue works, and it's kind of it made me think about the um, the Clark scene where they talk about. Uh, whether or not you should take a job on the Death Star and whether or not that's um, your fault if it gets blown up because of your own personal politics leading to the jobs you take. It felt almost like Kevin Smithy in that kind of sense, that scene. And I liked it. I thought it was quite funny and it worked. But then just some of the other setup stuff's just so crap. But why does the dude give them until nightfall to make the decision about whether they're going to walk out of the building? Because that's how you continue a TV show. But it didn't even need to because then the drone turns up. <laughs> but they didn't even need to do it. Yeah, but you've got to... You've, said, got to you've, got, you've got 10 minutes, which would have made so much more sense. And then the drone arrives and then that makes more sense. But he's like, you've got until nightfall. Why? Anyway, let's move on because this is not a Star Wars <laughs> slam John Favreau oh show. There's going to be some Mandalorian comments in the YouTube video version of this. I guarantee you that much. That's Maybe. why I wanted to bring it up because I, I thought people would, people would enjoy uh, slamming me in the comments for my opinions on Mandalorian. Uh, well, but I'm hey, glad, he's got I'm, a kick-ass cape. I'm glad you said. Uh, well, I, I don't even remember. I'm not. I'm starting to get a little bit too tired for a segue, so we're just going to jump straight into it <laughs> because hey, guess what? There's rumor of a GTA remaster trilogy. How interesting oh, yes. could that be? This was uh, music to my ears. But it's it's weird to call it a trilogy in a way, isn't it? Because it's not GTA it 1 and 2. Yeah. It's GTA but 3. It, um, it's, the, it's the trilogy of, play, of 3D PlayStation 2 games. Yeah. Let's put it this way. It's the trilogy that matters when you're talking about GTA. GTA blew my mind when 3 came out. Blew my tiny mind. Having played 1 and 2 and London... Uh, and like laughed about the fact there's swearing and stuff and you can run over joggers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to then go and play three was like, what is this gem of a game? It is incredible. It is kind it's of mad, photorealistic. But- it looks amazing. <laughs> you can't, it can't get any better than this, right? <laughs> can't get any better than this. Um, well, yeah, so Kotaku was reported that remasters of three classic GTA games are indeed happening. We're talking about GTA 3, obviously, Vice City, and San Andreas. I mean, pretty big hitters there. San Andreas probably, I think, is what what really catapulted GTA into kind of like the mainstream, I felt. No? Disagree? I mean, I'd say Vice City. I'd say, well, to be fair, I'd say 3 was the thing that made... I'd say 3 was the biggest because it was so standout for its time. But I think Vice City... But I could be wrong. Like, it's just maybe it's personal sort of thing. Interesting. What's your take on it, Jamie? I don't think Jonesy's wrong in that, like, um, it, it's somewhat personal. I think it also, weirdly enough, for games that are two years apart, in the case of Vice City and San Andreas, I think age can also weirdly be a factor yeah. because GTA is one of those games where it's like it might have been just out of reach at a certain age, it might have been bang on at a certain age, you might yeah, have felt sure, past sure. it. So, you know, and also one of the reasons I feel like I can't separate San Andreas and Vice City when I look back at them is because, like, it's hard to get too 
in the gangster archetype, like the gangster film inspired archetype, yeah. it's hard to get two different ideas than like eighties <laughs> Miami kind of yeah. East Coast Scarface. Not even Scarface, really, but you know what I mean. Like there is some Scarface stuff towards yeah, the yeah, end. Oh, it's so and Scarface. Then, yeah, it was so Scarface. And then, isn't it? And then on the other hand, you've got like like nineties, uh, late like like very late eighties, but mostly nineties West Coast hip hop, sort of like. Uh, Boys in the Hood, Menace to Society, and sp- like two very different realms for clearly what is still a lot of like movie inspiration. I, I lean personally towards the San Andreas style of thing, but I totally get why people liked listening to Michael Jackson yeah. as the sun was setting on uh, on Vice City. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's what I said though. Don't get me wrong. It's what I said that like it felt to me that San Andreas is what broke into the mainstream. Like I remember like being in school when it came out and people that I wouldn't have considered considered to be gamers would be like, yeah, I'm playing San Andreas. Yeah. But they would never say that of say Vice City. And these are the people that would like buy a PlayStation to play FIFA as an example. I think you you would have well we're the same age right so I was at uni yeah. when it came out so I think we you would have You were at just, uni? No way. Yeah, I went, uh, 2003. Went to uni. Did it come out in 2003? No, it Which came one? out in 2004. Vice, Vice City or San, San, Andreas? San Andreas came out in 2004. Are you talk about Vice City? I'm, I'm talking about San Andreas. Oh, I thought so. Yeah, it came out my first year of uni, yeah. All right, fair enough. I mean, I was still like daily contact with all my friends from high school. Right oh, okay, uni, so, so. It was, you were that sort of transition from like yeah, school yeah. To, to uni sort of thing. I was 11. <laughs> just shut up. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like people who would just buy a PlayStation for FIFA or sports games or whatever, and they'd be like, yes, they're gamers, but yeah. they weren't like exploring the breadth See, of what I, gaming offers. And then they're all, almost the case of like, it would come to the weekend. It's like, oh, what you been doing? Oh yeah, I, I took my San Andreas character to the gym because I wanted to make him really tough, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. I, I did get that, but those same people would have played Vice City for me as well. See, I, like the example, sorry, Jesse. Oh no, I was, I was going to agree. And I was going to say, I thought for me, it was like Vice City was the gate, was the Grand Theft Auto game that sealed the deal that you had to play San Andreas. It felt like Vice City put mm. in, like G, like three was incredible, and everyone was like, "This is a game changer." Vice City sealed the deal as it being the a series to be reckoned with. Like it, you had to mm. play it, and then San Andreas was almost like the cherry on top for for um people going like, "There's a new GTA," and then people definitely were going to play it because how good Vice City was. Interesting. So I, it's funny because I can actually kind of see it from, I can see it from all three angles. I think you can make an yeah, argument of yeah, yeah. three. I guess. Yeah, I'm trying to find out what the sales were like between the them. I think. I would um, bet you right San now and- that San Andreas fucking dunked on Vice City. Yeah, yeah, Sa- sure, San, yeah. San Andreas was is a big chunk ahead of Vice. It's like San Andreas is further ahead of Vice City than Vice City is to three. Okay, which, interesting. Interestingly enough, yeah. Um, but then again, like yeah. GTA, uh, kind of like entry on entry just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So yeah, yes. Like the, well, yeah, yeah. Do you remember the when the trailer for or the tra- the announcement trailer for the trailer for five was coming out and everyone was losing their minds. It's like, <laughs> bro, the hype cycle for five, like, I still remember li- living in a house and not having internet and going to the library to download and put on USB sticks. The They did, like, three separate trailers yeah. for each for of the, the three characters, yeah. like, these, like, 90-second trailers. All I remember is that um, Franklin's had uh, The Hood Gone Love It as, like, the song in it, and I watched all three, like, over and over again. I was just obsessed with that game. But Did we not work together when those trailers dropped? Uh, no, like it, it was ah. was not far off. This would have literally been a matter of 
a, a matter of months before I met you guys. Yeah, because actually, you, it. Yeah, go on. It, it would have been as little as three to four months before I started working with you. That wow. story. Yeah. Because wow. in the office, like I remember in the office at work, it was like big news that the trailer was kind of. I remember we talked. We were talking about it at work. I mean, like, there's a trailer coming out. We need to watch the trailer. I think we even watched one of them at work when it when it came out. Like, you know, yeah. the time it dropped. I I, I would work, only worked with you guys for two months when I took time off to play yeah, the game. I remember, and that was in my first year. So I had to I had to accrue holiday days and a rate of like. 0.75 days a month or something like that. <laughs> so, and I'd worked up three and a half days by the time GTA <laughs> But see, it's interesting because yeah. obviously they're, re- they're doing the remake and the trilogy, but for me, the if you said which one do you want to play, I think about to like Mafia, um, I know it's maybe not fair because I don't know how the, the uh, remakes are going to stack up, you know, is it going to be like a Mafia 1 remake kind of deal or is it going to be Mafia 3 re- you know, remaster mm. kind of deal? But um Vice City for me is the one that I if you had to pick one to play and they'd yeah. all been redone to the same level I would go Vice City definitely yeah something about that setting I think that probably probably speaks to you and me Jonesy more than it speaks to maybe yeah maybe <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but interestingly enough you say that but the, as the report goes all three will be remastered using the Unreal Engine and will be a mix of new and old graphics I don't know what that means, new and old graphics, but uh, interesting that it's going to be remastered in Unreal Engine. I think the, there's the the other thing that mm. that kind of shines a little bit more light on what that could mean, which is that one source claimed the visuals reminded them of a quote heavily modded version of a classic GTA title. Yeah. So, like, are we looking at like the PC versions at like ridiculous specs, and then maybe like there is I I don't know what they would I don't know what they would improve like. Yeah, it's well, hard to know what, yeah. how far they go, right? Well, it's easy, right? I mean, if if it's coming out on PlayStation Five, it'll be four K. You know, right? As an example, <laughs> yeah. but like, will, but like it, will it still look like you can polygonal kind of? You know, also, or I can. They play don't have fingers these... on their hands; they've just got little nubbins. <laughs> you know, the, the, the but the key thing is, I can turn on my PS Five right now, go to the PlayStation Store, and download GTA Three, Vice City, and San Andreas. They're all still playable on either PlayStation yeah. or Play. So they have to of... do something. Like, it kind of worries me because, like I said, going back to the Mafia thing, playing Mafia One through, oh, it was incredible. It was a great. It was. It was a. It could have come out now, standalone. Played two and played it for an hour and was like, I don't want to play any more of this. It's so <laughs> dated. It doesn't look that great. It doesn't play that great. Like yeah. I'm not into it. Yeah. So and like, the, there are fundamental things about like how that game handles uh, restarting missions and how that game handles or those games handle checkpointing missions yeah. or returning to objectives and things like that. That like, if they don't fix that, yeah, sure. That's an interesting (laughs) example of like things where one of the reasons like follow the train is annoying is because if you don't follow the train, you're still on a bike with big smoke and you have to turn. Like no one remembers, or very few people remember that like mission failed pops up, it disappears. You have to turn around and drive back to wherever you started that fucking mission (laughs) and watch the cutscene again. Like they've got to address some of that stuff. Otherwise, they could be talking about. uh, yeah, like people joked about Mass Effect One being the sticking point for the Legendary Edition. Like, right? All oh, people won't get past Mass Effect One. That's a far, far bigger risk with GTA Three, if you mm-hmm. ask my opinion. Yeah. Luckily, they're all separate stories. So yeah, yeah. so you, you can skip it if you don't want to. You just go straight to Vice City. Uh, but yeah, apparently uh, yeah. the UIs will be updated. Will be in the, again the same classic styles. But like, I don't know, a, a pet peeve of mine, and I, I can understand it from like older games. I just can't handle big HUDs anymore. I'm a small <laughs> HUD kind of guy. 
I, I like it. Yeah, no, I, I get that. It, I get that. ads annoy the shit out of me, especially and like in the older games, you're talking about PS2 when, okay, the the screen resolution was not, like, it wasn't HD. <laughs> yeah. Right, but, so you, but you still had to have uh, this HUD that kind of conveyed all of the information you need. It's just like massive on screen. You go back and look at, at footage of God of War 2, for example. Fucking massive, like HUD, like all of, like, the 50% of the screen is HUD. And it <laughs> and we kills me. to deal with it. Yeah, because because one of the things that I, I wanted to make sure we did on all-time gaming was wherever we could just we get HUD. rid of HUDs on our videos. So like zoom in and move the image around. And yeah, when it came to those games, I was like, fuck this, bro. This is, this yeah. is dog shit. All games should have an like, option to resize your HUD or get rid of it entirely. Fuck it. Coming, uh, having to come to you and be like, Chris, uh, I can only get footage of this game at 480p and I have to scale in 215% to get rid of the HUD. What should I do? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's mad to me, like thinking back now to like playing games like GoldenEye, for example, four-player local co-op on SD monitor. So you've actually got like... <laughs> Jesus, like 200 lines by, you know, like, I don't even know, like 300 or something. Little, well, not be, even that, less than it was that. Se- like 720 by 576 was the oh, ratio. Jesus, so even worse. So 250 by three some, 350 something. Like a little square, that's all you had for your area. And we used yeah. to play yeah. Brutal. Man, like, that's yeah. mad. And people are complaining about the stream deck. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the Switch OLED. <laughs> yeah, the Switch OLED. That's funny, man. We don't know how lucky we are. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not sure how into these remakes I am, you know. Like, when I, when I first read, when you guys first said this, because I hadn't heard about this until you guys mentioned it today, and I was psyched. I was like, oh, that sounds like a great, you know, a great thing. I hope they're doing like a, a ground up remake. That would be wicked. And then the second is like, they're going to use old graphics and new graphics. It's going to like a really heavily modded original GTA. I'm like, I think I'm out. I don't. I, yeah, I mean, you didn't. I you didn't really you expect like a Mafia One style remake for any one of these games. Like that's I, su- I was. That's ho- basically Rockstar's next game at that point. But they could do it. Well, it's, no, it's, not for maybe half the not work for, is done already for them though. Like the story and and the beats and the missions. So it, yeah, yeah, but like none no, of those games ran on right, their current engine. Like the, the 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 second you take Vice City and you say we're putting this on oh, the Rockstar Advanced Game Engine circa Red Dead Redemption Two, you're making the next GTA. Essentially, with the exception of you don't need to write a new script. I was thinking, you I know? suppose in my mind, yeah. that the only one I got to like was GTA 3. I was thinking, and I was thinking, oh, you could do GTA 3. It's, it's probably a lot shorter. The main character doesn't even bloody talk. Yeah. It's the a world's lot smaller. Simple, like the world's smaller. But I mean, yeah, but you're right. Vice City and San Andreas would be even worse. Like that would be a massive game yeah. to try and remake for sure. But, but, okay, never mind as a trilogy. But if they had to like do the Mafia 1 remake of San Andreas, like, Bro, print, printing money at that stage. It, it does to a certain extent, but like... Would it, do you reckon know. it steps on the toes of, the, of GTA 6? Or maybe that's the problem? No. Because then it kind of gets... It just muddies the water with regard to... It is a remake, but if it's a ground-up remake and it's of San Andreas, that's a big game with so a lot of Yeah, but it's still, like, it's still a I known think, quantity with one uh, protagonist. I, I think... Yeah. Uh, I think like, I've almost got this image in my head when we think about uh, um, potential games like that, where someone at Rockstar is plotting a graph, and <laughs> one line is the amount of revenue they'll generate, and the other is how much they'll that it will cost. Yeah. And at some point, the uh, line of how much revenue they'll generate 
curves and sort of like flat lines far sooner than how much money could we potentially spend on this uh, line does. And that probably those those intersect somewhere around the, hey, what if we kind of didn't quite remake it, <laughs> didn't quite remaster it, and made a mixture of old and new graphics kind of things. Where it's like someone did the maths, it's like, we have to spend another $40 million if we want to round up remake it, and we'll actually only make another five. Yeah. And someone's like, huh. Yeah, no, you probably or, is that, you And then just someone in the back of them goes, another oh, event once- and online. Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's there's. I, I was about to make a Hauser joke, but they're barely even there anymore. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, someone's like, yeah, release the next GTA Online patch, and it's like, put discount the shark cards for a week. <laughs> we'll make it. Um, but we do know that this is broadly being developed by uh, Rockstar Dundee, yeah, who were the studio that they purchased not that long ago because they were the guys who made Crackdown and helped Microsoft with the. Halo Master Chief Collection. Yeah. So, which, you um, know, to be fair, didn't launch in a great state. And that's, no, it did that's not. That's being kind, even. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it, but it, what, I will, what I will say is there is some thinking, um, assuming like all of the sources and information that go around at the moment are accurate, that like Dundee could be something of a remastering, remaking studio. And the same Kotaku report that uh, announced this trilogy said that uh, a Red Dead Redemption remaster or port or something had been discussed based on just how well these sell. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised if... I wouldn't be surprised if 2K, uh, in an almost Activision to Blizzard-like fashion, had gone to Rockstar and were like, look, <laughs> if, it te- if it takes 10 years to make each new GTA, fine, fine. But is there anything we can do in the meantime? And... Yeah. Um, it's, um, it, they were like, let me call the Dundee office. It's almost like taking the um, the thing we mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, John Favreau, right? Like what he, I don't think he does it anymore, but what he used to have to do, and he was quite vocal about it, saying he had to do a shitty studio movie before they could let him do his right. movie. And then he did a shitty studio movie and then his movie. So for instance, Chef is his movie. Chef's yeah. a ball of fucking Great movie. Yeah, it is a really good movie. But, but the point is, he had to basically swallow his pride, go do a film for the studio before he could do that passion project. So yeah, maybe there's a similar kind of thing of saying like, you can have your money and your time for your GTA 6, but we'll give that to you, but you need to give us something in return. Remasters, baby. Rockstar presents Cowboys and Aliens. <laughs> Um, I mean, you know, yeah. one of my favorite things about Chef is the fact that Favreau cast Scarlett Johansson as like the new love interest, and he cast uh, Sofia Vergara as his ex-wife. Yeah. Like bullshit. You yeah, but it's, all, it's also worse. It's like wish. Here's my best friend John Leguizamo, and also like me and Robert Downey Jr. We get on pretty well as so, well. Like it's just <laughs> it is. It's literally. It's, it's like it's my in my head when I fall asleep. It's like my dream. John Leguizamo is my best mate. Downey Jr.'s chatting, and then Sofia Vergara and Scarlett Johansson are like trying to get some. That's literally <laughs> oh, like. Oh, and by the way, you can literally give women <laughs> orgasms with pasta, like the fucking the, the Merovingian or whatever his name is. <laughs> the Merovingian. Oh, uh, from Vec- like that's, Matrix. That's the real too. thing. Is the chef? The chef is the chef is actually a Matrix spinoff film, <laughs> and John Favreau is like a, the the Merovingian's brother, and he just puts orgasm. Code uh, in the fucking pasta. Like, John, we love this movie. It's so great. Like, the writing's brilliant. I love the idea. It's great. Oh, uh, we haven't finished the casting yet. Who have you got in mind for your girlfriend and your uh, ex-wife? And they're like, Shh. oh, man, you've completely fucked it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Either that or they hadn't cast themselves. And they're like, John, we love the script. Uh, we weren't sure who you were planning to cast as a chef, 
We presume on first reading we're thinking like a Brad Pitt, maybe Bradley Cooper type character, and John goes, me. It's me. I'm the chef. <laughs> oh, it's great, man. Like, yeah, I loved that. I loved it. I thought yeah. it was hilarious when it happened. I'll tell you what, fellas, let's, let's go back to Sorry, GTA. yeah, we, we digress. Um, th- there's something that I want to get your, your opinion on, okay? Because apparently the plans for this, like, trilogy remaster, whatever you want to call it, uh, has been changed and shifted and ideas have been moved around a bit. Because, as the report goes, the package was originally planned as a bonus for people who purchased the upcoming next-gen port of GTA V. Okay? Which right. kind of doesn't really make sense to me because GTA V doesn't matter even if it's, it's still selling well as is. So, like, why bother with a next-gen port? But whatever. Um and then apparently it changed again that they're going to release it at the beginning of this year. And then it changed again to release when apparently it's planned to release, which is soon, and almost on every single platform, including the Switch, which would be pretty cool. But do you think that, like, hearing that, it's gone from a simple remaster to a more in-depth remaster and saying, like, hey, there's, there is something here and we could actually do it better then just up upraising the graphics you know the the cynic in me like here's that here's that fact and is like there was someone at rockstar who really thought that they could get away with doing this as a goodwill gesture and something to not quite say sorry for the kind of like weird weirdly patchy gta support but just as like a, a sweetener until like someone who is far more in the numbers got wind of what was going on was like <laughs> guys you're not putting this thing like out basically for free. Like millions of people are going to buy GTA for next gen, regardless of what you actually do. Yeah, to exactly. It. We've got to sell this. Thing. That's what the cynic in me says. It does not it doesn't matter whether or not they they've changed the scope of the work. I think someone just realised they need to sell it. Yeah, there's too a, much money left on the table. I want to be a bit cynical and say that I reckon that the uh, the little free gifty version that you would have got is exactly the same as the version you're going to be buying. Yeah. Um, for for yeah. Yeah. price. I don't think it's going to be any. I don't think they're going to do it any more than they were going to do. I think it's just going to be a. But uh, people will buy it. The, but the, it does get start to get weird for me is when it comes to price and how much it's going to actually cost. Because I think you, you, back in the day, like 45 quid or whatever, 50 quid for a, um, for a game that was like a remaster, you can kind of get your head around. But then it gets starts to get weird as we go along that, you know, the 70, $75, whatever it is price point that we sort of get to nowadays or moving further along yeah. from that, because you start to think like, I'm not paying that much money for a remake or a but remaster. That, sorry. I, I, I feel that that's the reason that they're doing these, all these trilogies. Like you wouldn't pay that for San Andreas remastered. I mean, some people would, uh, you wouldn't pay for mass effect one remastered the price that you pay for it. I don't even know if you pay it for um, the trilogy as a remaster. Like I, that's what I'm saying. I don't know how I much. Think it, I think look, it depends it, on the quality, right? Uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does absolutely depend on the quality. Yeah. I guess it also depends on the fan. Like for instance, so they're saying it's coming out on the Switch, which makes me think that it'll come out at the most expensive price on the Switch, which is just the price on the Switch, which is like right. yeah, which is like sixty pounds, right, or sixty dollars. But then again, I think to myself. Super Mario 3D All-Stars is another trilogy collection that I fucking snapped up because I just wanted to play one game and I yeah. paid full price for it. And because I'm such a fan, I am happy to. So where's that San Andreas guy that says, oh, I can play this like remaster on my Switch. I'm, I just want San Andreas, but yeah, I'll buy the trilogy. Fuck it. I think, yeah. I think 
Nintendo people though are different. Different <laughs> but breed. I don't think they're I mean, the same breed. That's fair. There's there's what like ninety million of us, so sure. Yeah. And also you've never played a uh, GTA game, right? On a on a Switch, on a Nintendo console. I think there was a GTA game on one of the Game Boys. The the, the last one it, was the uh China Chinatown China Wars. Wars. Yeah. Which was on the DS? On DS. Yeah, well, that was a good game. Very different. Yeah. That was a good game. I always forget that because I played it on PSP. (laughs) Right. Um, But yeah, yeah, it's um, it's an interesting proposition to have it on the Switch. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll say it up front, like, as long as these are, it sounds immediately like these are not ports and up-reses. Yeah. And as long as there is a little bit more than porting and up-resing, I would happily pay £60 for the three games. Fair enough. I mean, it, I, I'm definitely interested to see where, um, where that all ends up. Like, if if they do end up being sixty, seventy quid, and they are, you know, a remaster, I'm gonna be. I don't know. I think I think for but, me, but that'd it be, will be all three packaged together. Yeah. Even yeah. even so, like you said, you can still go and buy Vice City. You can still go and buy San Andreas if you wanted to right now. Like, you don't need to. Oh uh, yeah. So it does kind of make me just wonder: Would I yeah. really spend that much they, money? They, for they, these? It they, needs to be worth. Yeah, they need yeah. to make it so that, like, when you look at screenshots of this thing on the PlayStation Store, it's worth more money than the fucking seven ninety nine PS two back compat version that sat right next to it. Yeah. And is like, I, I, our friend Sam Richards played all of San Andreas as like PS two uh, the PS two game on his PS four at the time. Yeah, uh, that was like last year, I think, early lockdown. He did it. Um, so it's like people clearly still feel that way. Like you can still like you've got to. Gonna make you could make even, it worth the while. Yeah, you could even get it on, sell it. You could even get on your phone, like fuck it. I've got San Andreas on my phone. Yeah, yeah well, well, okay. yeah. I, sp- I suppose to be fair though, you, I mean, you you <clears throat> recently played the Legendary Edition. Uh, was it Mass Effect, the Legendary, whatever they call it? Yes. Um, and you thought it was great, so maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's maybe yeah. it will be people jump on it and they'll think it's wicked. But, but Jonesy, you did ask where was it all going to lead. I'll tell you where it's all going to lead because, according to the report, confirmed rumors that if this re-release sells well. Then they will remaster Red Dead Redemption. That would be big. But I, I, I kind of feel it would be big. But it, I almost feel that like a really cool, cheeky piece of marketing would be like, tell you what, fellas, you get this to bunch over the X amount of sales, and we'll we'll start working on Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> that would be so scary. You know, it's, it's almost I, like what Suda did with the fucking. Give me, give me ten thousand tra- likes. Yeah, with, tra- with the Travis touchdown strikes again. He's like, well, if this sells well, I might make. No More Heroes yeah. 3. <laughs> like nine times out of ten when someone says that, they're going to fucking do it anyway. They yeah. just, like, they just, you know, it's all pre-promotion. Yeah. But Red Dead Redemption was, like, for a long time considered, like, the unportable or unremasterable yeah. game. So if they manage to pull that off, I, I, I'm i curious to see how well it's aged, but, like, that's a... I, I tried to, to replay. my favorite game of all time. I yeah, tried I to, to replay it. Red Dead. Like, I tried to. How long ago? Uh, I think this is, like, two years ago. And I was like, oh, let me let me hop back in and try and play it because you know it was a wicked game that I, I never finished. And I was like, oh, let me jump in and have a little play. And I couldn't do it, man. It yeah. was so. How did you? How did you try to do it? I think I it was one of through one of the. I think it was through one of the services like PlayStation. Was it now on PS? Like, was it streaming on PS Now? Or yeah, something? PS yeah. Now. Yeah. Um, and I tried to do that, and it was. That, that rings. Um, and it was just I found it unplayable just because it was dated. It was it wasn't bad. Like I've I played uh, uh, Bioshock Infinite on PS Now, and I found it fine. Like I, yeah. I I had a good time with that game, but just trying to play Red Dead, it felt old, yeah, and dated, and that was that was two years ago. So. Yeah, but going to what what Jamie was saying, yeah, apparently 
in the past when they asked why it hadn't been remastered or etc they were almost like saying the code is almost like impossible to kind of penetrate yeah. and untangle <laughs> and wow and, okay and, I, th- I think I've, I've done the suitcase analogy like 10 times in this podcast I'm yeah, sure, haven't I, yeah. over the years yeah you, you jam the it in the suitcase yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so you what, realize the pair of socks are on the outside yeah. so what's going to happen is you're going to get a remaster you're going to get a red dead remaster and everyone's going to be like this is fucking amazing you're going to buy it you're going to open it up and it says red dead revolver <laughs> I, I would not. Uh, I, could, I, need, I need to say this up front. I would never buy a remaster of Red Dead Revolver. <laughs> I, for whatever reason, owned that game on the PlayStation Two as a child, and uh, and did not like it. Red Dead Redemption, on the other hand, Red Dead Redemption would also just be fascinating to go back to see, like oh, the difference like, between see, two and one. Yeah, and just how well they work as a uh, as a yeah two act kind of thing, like. Um, it'd be interesting to see, like, if you played them, if someone had the balls to play replay all of two and then move on to one, like, how much does it match up? Like, how much does the characterization of John Marston match up? How much does the right. kind of the lack of mentioning of Arthur Morgan kind of um, <laughs> glaringly bother obvious. people? Yeah, like, uh, how weird is it going in with all that new knowledge and baggage with people like Bill and and Javier and and Dutch? Who were kind of just random at the time. Yeah, I have a weird little like. There's a weird little place in me that that's a little bit that is a like a little bit frustrated with Red Dead because there was some there were some pretty like sick. Uh, I don't know what you call them like Western cowboy games on the play on the PlayStation at the time that I was really into, and then they just seemed to disappear after Red Dead came out. Do you mean Gun? Are you talking about Gun? Uh, gun, uh, Call of Juarez. Uh, Call of Juarez did disappear. Was, right? um, and they just kind of just faded off. And it was like because they could never compare. Um, but I love those games. I thought they were wicked. So there's a little part of me which is like, <sighs> damn, Red Dead killed. Oh, well, games. hang on, though. I know exa- I know e- one easy way to get you right back on board and you'd forget all about Call of Juarez and Gun. Go on. We just, we just remaster Undead Nightmare at the same time. <laughs> no, no. Do you know what you do? You make Undead Nightmare... Two, okay, in the Red Dead Redemption in Two Red engine, Dead, Red Dead Redemption Two engine, but it still forces you to walk every time you're in the camp because it's realistic. <laughs> and then you've got zombies running after you, and you can yeah. only walk. Yeah, but you the zombies to, like, are running after awkwardly. you, but then you still have to open up the drawer really slowly. Yeah, but before you, it's, yeah, before you can kill a zombie, you have to like weirdly shuffle in the exact <laughs> right spot and wait for the prompt to hold up, and then hold down the button that's actually a different button depending on which angle you're facing the zombie from. It could be hold square, could be hold... Yeah. You just don't know. Also, you just don't know. if you're in the cold, the zombie's balls go up. Oh, yeah. Remember to put your coat on. Did you put it on your horse? Too bad. Go back to the camera, walk through it, get your coat, put it on the horse, maybe get some soup while you're there. Don't forget to leave your, your, your rifle on your horse, but then get yeah. off the horse and then go and fight the zombies. Oh, it's such and then a realize good game, you don't man. Have your, oh, such a good game, Actually, isn't it? while you're here, did you kill a deer and bring it back to Pearson to feed the camp? Oh, you didn't? Good, because it doesn't even matter. That's just something you can do if you want to, but there's absolutely no benefit to it whatsoever. <laughs> uh, such a, it's such a sick game, though. It's well it is a, it is a, a it game. is a work of, it's a work of art. It is well, gorgeous. Go. Gorgeous. Oh, <laughs> fellas, you know... But it has its problems. You know what's a work of art? This fucking podcast. And uh, <laughs> let's leave it at that. Boom. <laughs> yeah, the the pra- praise uh, what Moloch Moloch Moloch. What's, what's this? Why do we do this? Illuminati, bro. This is this is this is me telling you to prepare the goat. <laughs> prepare the goat because Jamie's going in its anus. Just like <laughs> hashtag prepare the goat. Oh yeah, this is the goat. Goatsy. with a goat. Goatsy. 
This is this is the thing you'd say every so time you, you start like you this. Greet someone so you start like this, and then you go like this. Yeah, that's our cult greeting. Do you, do you remember how like PewDiePie used to end all his things by like fisting the camera and going, "Yeah, bros." What if we? Brofist, yeah. what, what if we started all of our videos with like the camera blocked, and then it just kind of like we go see in, and it's like, "I'm here." It's like a yeah. dirty version of the. Uh, is it TikTok where the the girls do that? And then, like, then they're not wearing any clothes. Oh, yeah. Alex Jones. I think we just got a fascinating insight into what Jonesy does with his phone. Yeah. Like, what? You don't watch those videos where they start off in a dressing gown and they do that and then they're wearing their underwear. Because I don't need to install TikTok and sign up for a TikTok account to get mildly fucking. I don't have TikTok. I'm not going to install. I'm going to put TikTok on my phone just to see slightly. I don't have TikTok. You don't need TikTok, mate. YouTube Shorts is TikTok 2.0 where so you're, they you're just upload everything. Of ladies without clothes on. You, you don't even need to search for it. People, they just put it in your face on, on TikTok. How, on YouTube how, Shorts. How, in your face. Every time I open in YouTube Shorts, face. all I'm getting is like, this is how I cook the best steak I've ever cooked in my life. <laughs> I get the most. On, let me first, I melted the butter. Then I put the steak on the butter. Three minutes later, it's a beautiful medium rare. <laughs> can can I just say it? something? I tried to end this podcast like about five minutes ago. Let, let's Sorry. Chris, we've got some important commentary and oh, insight to God. give about YouTube Shorts here. Oh, here you go. So I've, it must be me then because I've got uh, how, I walk oh up this, how I Walk Up the Stairs. Which what, is, uh, br- brackets with no clothes on. No, no. Brackets, but it's brackets just, it's with just like, camera up my badge. It's just tight trousers. So it's just from behind. She's wearing tight trousers. K-pop idols that made a trend popular. Cardi B getting revenge for Kesha TikTok the Muffin Man. Food in commercials versus real life. Wow. What's a secret your boyfriend doesn't know? Daniel Cormier analyzing Sean O'Malley's uppercut feint to right is this hand the short detail shelf? versus is this the Chris short Coutinho. Shelf? This is me flicking through shorts one by one. Oh, no, no. Go to, if you just go to Billie the short Eilish. shelf. If you just like. Are you. It must be oh me then. Mine is, mine is just like thirst the short traps shelf. after each when I, when I touch When I touch shorts, it just starts playing them. Oh no! But if you go on the app and you just scroll down, when you, without looking at anything, you'll have a, a, a horizontal bit which just says shorts, and then you can just scroll left, like across, and you just see loads. And if you click on one, it will just take you through like an infinite number of shorts. But mine are all like, I don't think yeah, I have you know the why, short stuff. Because it's, got, like, it's algorithmic, and what you've done is you've just been a pervert on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Oh, there it is. Pretty much. It's exactly what eating it is. at a restaurant by yourself. Fake Crip gang member don't know how to walk, laughing face. Replicating a Modern Warfare PKM reload in Onward. Notice how she got happier when oh, she boy. neared back. Oh my no God. diesel. Oh, he looks fucking jacked he, to the tits. He is jacked. Can we? Bit of, wow. bit of okay. Rogan. So, oh. okay, it's not, it's not all filth. It's a bit of, a, bit of everything. I, well, I've got New York City steaks two videos in a row. Where does it think I live? It just knows porn, it, porn, it porn, just, porn, 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 porn. That should do the trick. He's trying. <laughs> wow. Someone's listening somewhere, right? Well, you know. Oh, creative paperclip ideas. Oh, my God. You are, <laughs> literally, now you have killed me. I, 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 I have been deceased now. So Can, thank for, you for, for our, um, Chris, for the uh, code word, I think we should just have praise Moloch. Praise Moloch. That's fair. That's fair. Unless Chris, if you, you have a, a religious, what's it called? Don't do it. If it's against then just your say, yeah, praise, just, just Jamie. Technically, isn't even any like super hardcore Christian not allowed to say praise Moloch because it's not God. So it's someone pretending to be oh, false that's what idols. I mean. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. It's that's a go- I mean. it's the golden goat. 
or the golden sheep or the golden cow the golden, golden cow. cow yeah golden that cow? Might, yeah that might be a bad don't put that because it might be bad for some religious people i don't know if it's bad or not i'm not i don't know about that shit put something what should we put chris can i ask can i ask you a personal question go ahead buddy uh, when you uh, make content for youtube does all of it go on the short shelf by default 